This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 36. We are back in your motherfucking ears with a battle term review, and this time we're looking at the smelly old crawl boys. Yes, listeners, the greenskins. As you'll know, I'm not too much of a greenskin individual. I don't really care for them. I think they're sort of peasants. But I've got my trusty co-host, Tubby, here to help us through this, and we've brought on a very special guest by the name of doesn't need any introduction it's peter atkinson boys peter how are you going mate sean what a pleasure to be on the show both sean's listen long time listener first time caller and i'm absolutely wrapped to be joining you tonight because you know how much i love the show i even listened to the four hour stormcast extravaganza that's dedication <laughs> that is dedication bro that is some fucking commitment i'm not gonna lie eh? that was um it was hard enough to record it i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen to it and sorry, Tubby, I sort of skipped over you, mate, because I wanted to introduce good, Peter. Bro. Never knew where to go with these introductions. Tubby, how are you, my friend? On. Put him in the spotlight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're here to talk Crawl Boys, guys. I mean, not Crawl Boys. Sorry, what's the book called? Is it Warclans? Warclans. Auric Warclans. Auric Warclans. Awesome, guys. Awesome. So they've just rolled in all the Oryx books together. That's correct. The the um, Savage Orcs, if that's how, what they're called, the Iron Jaws, and obviously the new Crawl Boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. We've got, well, Bone Splitters is the. Um, that's a Bone Splitters. That's a, that, yeah, that's the name of the faction. You've got Big War in there too. Yeah. Probably a little bit a uh, little bit of an afterthought in this book, but that's all right. The Cruel Boys are centre stage, so they should be. They're the new they're the new orcs and they're what we're here to look at. Yeah. So the only destruction faction, sorry, it's not one, it's two, isn't it? It's Sons, isn't in this book. Actually, it's more than two. Ogre Moor Tribes and Glimpse White, is that right? Is my memory serving me well enough for destruction? Stuff. That's right, all books, yeah. Fantastic. I do know a little bit about destruction. Look at me, listeners. I am fucking learning. <laughs> this is this is going to be a journey, guys. Destruction so, player in no time. <laughs> no <laughs> thanks. No, <laughs> thanks. no I'm, I'm good, boys. Uh, so, Peter, since this is the first time you're on our show, mate, um, and, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. How, how about, how about you, how you just what a time to be alive, eh? What a time to be alive. It's Friday night. We're sitting here. We're cracking open a beer. We're talking Warhammer. You're in New Zealand. I'm in country Australia. Life's not too bad, is it? Fucking golden, bro. No, I, know, all, man. I know what you're thinking, Tubbs. You're thinking, Pete, I can't see a beer in your hand. <laughs> Let's sort that out, shall we? <laughs> Are you joining me tonight? Yeah. Hey. Oh, <laughs> Look at that. that. <laughs> so um, I did some homebrew over our most recent lockdown. So since we've just took, gone into beer talk, I've got a hazy IPA here, which I actually fermented too high. Uh, so I fermented it at a temperature too high for all our beer listeners. And it's got like a banana-y taste now. So this is sort of a common issue when you ferment stuff too high. But I'll pop a bottle open. Let's see if it makes a noise. Oh, it might have. Or maybe my monotone dr- drove it out. But, yeah, I will, I will join you boys in a drink because – as my mates know, it doesn't take a lot for me to drink, and you guys are twisting my arms. So, Auric Warclans, guys. Auric Warclans, are you doing an army club? Are you going to play them? 
Yeah, man. I started my Cruel Boys before. Um, you got the Dominion before the book drop. Yeah. Before, before what? Before, yeah, the, before the book dropped. I was keen. I started painting things before I knew if they're good or not. That's how keen I was. <laughs> or because I'm stuck in Gisborne and I was bored and I can't play Warhammer. But Did you paint the Hulk Um, No. Yeah. Which I'm glad about. I thought they were going to be shit, but I'm going to have to you paint again. Sure. Yeah, called it. Yeah, and what's uh, what's your thoughts on the book so far? You you excited to put the cool boys I'm, on the table? I'm so excited for this book. I'm I'm so excited that I'm gutted that I'm not going to be able to play it um, as much as I'd like to. That's, mm. that's how keen I am. Hopefully, hoping there's enough ticky weird shit in the cool boys side of the book, especially that it will mean it doesn't go the way of the night haunt and it just becomes the unloved faction of AOS. I know what you mean. I'm looking at this and I just, I feel like, um, I feel like they're all, look, fucking famous last words here, but I feel like they're a little bit future-proofed because they can, if they need to go left, they can go right. If they need to go right, they can go left. If they're they're in a shooting meta, they can trade blows. They've got deep striking. They've got the monsters. I I feel it's a toolkit army, right? And I I just feel like toolkit armies can't really go out of fashion in the same way that Nighthorn, which was, it was a pure combat army and is a pure combat army, right? They can uh, they can have the moment in the sun or they can go by the wayside. I feel like cool boys are probably built the last, is my good feel. Yeah, looking at the rest of the armies of the book, obviously, with an exception to Big War, um, it definitely has the most avenues that you can go down. Yeah, for sure. I think, that, look, I'm, I'm excited too. I'm keen to get them on the table. I'm going to play the shit out of this whole book. Bone splitters are my boys, really. They're the they're the ones I've played the most out of the orcs. Took them loads of events, still do. But um cruel boys, they they're just the toolkit that they've got, the rules they've got. It's everything I wanted the army to be. They're um the models are sensational, better than I thought they would be. Loved them in the photos and I love them more in the flesh. And I um look, we'll go through it in detail, but the the sneaky tricks they've got, they play the way that they should. They're trying to engage you on their own terms, they're trying to fight on their own terms. They're trying to not fight when they don't want to fight. And I think um, I think going to have a lot of fun with it. I mean, look, everybody says this when they get a new faction, and especially everybody says this when they get a new faction that craps out mortal wounds at range. But I do <laughs> think that this is, uh, I do think that this is a, a, an army that rewards smart play. I think it's designed to be that way. And we'll, yeah. look, we'll, we'll go down the well on it, but I think the shooting has enough restrictions around it that this is not another point-and-click Sentinels army. No, absolutely. I'm absolutely yeah. with you that I think looking at a lot of these lists that I see that pop out from um, people on Twitter and, and whatnot, painting a whole lot of Bolt Boys or writing they lists about Bolt Boys, I think shock they're going to get such a fucking shock. I've had so yeah. many people show me lists and send me messages saying, I've built a list and it does 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 mortal wounds at range turn one. And I say, okay, bro, how are you going to deliver those mortal wounds? Mm-hmm. And the whole house of cards falls down. <laughs> you know, they haven't yeah. uh, they haven't cottoned on in a lot of cases that um, you don't really have the delivery mechanism. If you want to do the full the full alpha bang, it doesn't work the way that they think it works. Eh? There's other armies that do it better, isn't there? If, For sure. if, 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 if you want to do that, doing, examples, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not they're not like passing KO army, right? Like <laughs> KO yeah. army can literally kill. 21 bolt boys or whatever the most you can fucking fit in a list in one turn like without sweating for sure i just yeah, don't see how you actually play lists like that yeah i think the um so yeah cruel boys are everything i wanted them to be i think they've got the tools to compete uh, i think they're um they're going to be interesting for a very long time 
iron jaws they're they're all exactly what iron jaws should be they'll yeah. move across the board at lightning speed and smash you in the mouth as hard as they possibly can they do a bloody good job of it probably um you know they are they are a one-dimensional army the um there's a couple of different ways you can go with it most people competitively seem to be looking at the alpha strike at the moment and i don't think that's a bad idea i think it's got a ceiling if i play them i'll probably look you'll have to get it out of your system and jam two cabbages down somebody's throat turn one just shove them across the table like a bowling ball scattering models but i think um you can slow it down a little bit and play in multiple waves as well which we'll come to so angels have got a lot of legs i feel like their their allegiance ability has been stripped back a bit and a lot of the powers moved on to the war scrolls which is fine i think they're in pretty good shape bone split as i'm less keen on i did write a piece on Goonhammer where i had an extended whinge about it they um <laughs> They feel like they've followed them out to me. They feel like they've followed them out and they might be on the pathway to obsolescence. I um, I hope that's not the case. And I've, I'll share a list with you when we look at the bone splitters. But there is uh, there is a bit of fun you can have with them. But um, in, a, in an edition that is focused on monsters, you've got the monster edition with everyone's running monsters. The table's swarming with them. And the monster hunting faction should be having its moment. And they've stripped out all of the monster hunting abilities from that army, which to me feels like a bit of a statement. It makes it, no it, fucking sense. So makes yeah. no sense at all. It's literally a core identity of uh, the bone splitters that GW have been willingly dri- driving for a number of years now. Bang that drum so fucking hard, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Like the you know the law behind that they they find a great spur and they kill it and then they consume their bones and they feel like dr- they draw power from these monsters and the rest of it. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, nah, we don't really know what's going on with these guys. We're just sort of sending them off into the sunset almost, it feels like. It did feel like that. It felt like they'd been marginalised. And look, you can still have fun with them. I'd, um, I'd happily take them to a one day, but I'd would not be confident taking them to a GT for sure. How about yeah. you? Have you looked at Iron Jaws and Bone Split as much? Yeah, uh, Iron Jaws feels like Iron Jaws. It's mm-hmm. going to be in and good in the meta from times, and it's going to be out of the meta hard. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's, I, I feel like the last Oric Auckland's book wasn't that long ago, so it feels like they haven't completely dropped out like they did once upon a time. Um, but the army does a lot of damage, so it does have to keep people in check, which is nice, always having that there. But I do think it's a allegiance where it'll probably drop out of fashion and you, and you may not see too many people running it, say, nine months down the line or a year down the line when we're still waiting for other books before the Auric Warclans book comes back around again, Yeah, which is a little bit of a fear. But I don't know about that, dude. Like, Iron Jewels have been popular for a long time. And yeah, people, people who, yeah, but even when they were shit, people who loved them still played them. So, I mean, from a competitive standpoint, I 100% agree with what you just said, but I still think you'll, but but I think they never drop below 5% of the meta, roughly. You will always have people playing Iron Jaws. Yeah, yeah. means like you just won't see one top tables, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's that's more or less what I'm saying. If you go to a 100 person event, you might see three to five people with him, maybe a little more, depending on what your local meta looks like. Um, they probably won't be at the top from what I've seen, at least. Uh, however, there's still a lot of passionate people out there that just fucking love Iron Jaws. And I can I can see why, because I think they do look pretty cool. But that's about as much as I'll give any destruction person ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, 
if you're a pure combat army, you better be the best pure combat army. Otherwise, not. yeah. Otherwise, if you run into the better combat army, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Have a whole bunch of shenanigans, but like um, naked girls. Yeah, yeah. There was that <laughs> once upon a time, right? Everyone running, yeah. running combat armies, and daughters was the best combat army. So uh-huh. yes, which army fucking smashed everybody? Um, and bone splitters. It looks. I don't even know how to explain it. It looks like the AOS two take on bone splitters that was supposed to go in the old Big War book. Um, I think Big War is a big part of this actually because they were yeah. in Big War, and I think they're so fucking scared of unintended consequences that they've stripped the base stats right back so they can't be too good in Big War. And to be honest, at this point, I'd just happily fuck Big War off and not have it. I'd, yeah. If, if that's what if it, if it is the way it looks to me, which is that bone splitters have been kicked in the dick because they don't want them to be too good in Big War, I'd just fuck Big War off, let bone splitters be good, and then let all the different armies um, ally or coalition with one another. Because that's yeah, a big thing in this book, right? It's, it's complete um, steel walls between the armies. Orcs do not play nicely together unless it's Big War, and then it's a free-for-all, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I think the other thing that I find really weird about bone splitters is that the army has like three types of unit that replicate themselves again. So you've got like your your ball boys and then your savage ball boys. You've got your mm-hmm. normal savage orcs and then you've got your more boys. And they both just seem to fill the same fucking role. Like they do the same thing and they have one slightly different step between the two. So you just well, take that, the better one. Right? You've got an army made out of two kits, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like. The other one, like, they could have just given them some special rules to, like, differentiate between the two. But realistically, their rules are so fucking close together that you just pick the best one. You just never see the other one. So while you're limited on models that are actually in your army, they've limited it again, even though they gave you six or seven War Scrolls, whatever it is. Realistically, there's only three or four War Scrolls. You know, there's your... Your ball boys, your dudes on foot, your arrow boys, and then your big stabbers, and then the rest of it, don't worry about it. It's just the pick of the litter between the other two. And actually, what's even worse is that they converged over time. More boys used to have extra mon- monster hunting abilities on the war mm-hmm. scroll, and now it's now they're just savage orcs with a six up save instead of a five up save and a couple more attacks because yep. they've really stripped back those war scroll and those monster hunting abilities. They've become more bland, and one is just a hand swap for the other now. Um, They've, they've, they've kind of doubled down on that not not found a way to resolve it what I would say, I'm going to pick your brains on this right, there's been a lot of crying and whinging and moaning about odd boys and how is this for a fucking loaded question <laughs> what do you think about the direction they've gone with boots and odd boys with odd boys and brutes, I love it yeah. I think odd boys are fantastic I don't know why people are complaining about it so much, if they so if, in my opinion, if they took them in the same direction as what I was just talking about, the Bone Splitters army, where the two units were so similar that they filled the same role, mm-hmm. you'd see one and not the other, right? Before you used to just see fucking heaps of odd boys in the competitive list. And why then maybe you, a, why would yeah, it? Maybe three up, three up, red one, damage one. So why would you yeah. take the one that does exactly the same thing but doesn't get bonuses to charge? It was fucking nuts. So of course yeah. you couldn't take the odd boys. Pigs had exactly the same stat but with faster movement. All boys had the same stats, but with higher bravery and charge bonuses. So Brutes just got squeezed out because they all had identical profiles. So of course they had to differentiate them. I, yeah, yeah, I, I love I it. I think like people, yeah, like people are fucking whinging about all boys getting nerfed. 
Yeah. Colts got nerfed. They had to put daylight between them. Brutes, Brutes went up, Odd Boys went down, and Odd Boys got a points drop to match, and now they are chaff, and they should be chaff, and then the, they've got their role. Brutes are the, the absolute fucking hammers with the Ren too. I, yeah. I love the direction, right? I love it. I think they put daylight between Brutes and Odd Boys, and so they should. Yeah, it's fantastic. I also don't understand how people are so upset about what's happened to Odd Boys in like a... a, a the army's been very heavily swung towards shooting or shooting's been very fucking strong in the game for so long and they put yeah. in a unit which is very good into shooting meta and people don't like the unit like you're aware that you can't rally in combat but if people are shooting at your 30 wound blocks of guys on a four up safe base and cool. six up after save cool. yeah yeah but then you can rally them in your turn and their turn and you don't like that like you know what Tom? So i'm going to have a little wank the first time i hear a lumineth player whinge about that Oh man, I just don't fucking understand. Like, <laughs> rightfully so. Let's be honest. Big Sean's just sitting there thinking, how can two people bang on about fucking odd boys for this long? How can anyone <laughs> care this much about odd boys? No, no, this is amazing. This is um, I'm, I'm loving it. The whole reason that we we got Peter on um, is obviously because he he knows a lot about the Sami as well as. Tubby might know as much or a little bit less or whatever it may be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can think about it. So, you Me and him DM. We talk about gloom spike. We'll have our little crying sessions, don't we? We sure do actually every time. I'm like, look at this shit. I will say. the army. The one thing I am disappointed about you guys in your in your little opening summaries here, which has been really good to listen to, to be honest, from someone who doesn't know much. Is neither of you mentioned all that attack or all that defense? So I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset about it to be honest. Amateurs, <laughs> Yeah, you know, our boys can be on a three up safe with all out defense. <laughs> is that what I, is that what I was supposed to do? Sorry, I didn't take the bait. Uh, we used to hit on threes, tubs, but they've started hitting on fours now. Can you think of a way to get around that? Oh, uh, oh all out attack. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> But it's it is funny how you guys had mentioned just specifically going back to Ard Boys and and Brutes, how and Gorgrunters as well, about how they've sort of rotated uh usefulness or heavy headedness or whatever you may say, or just value between additions. Because if you can recall back to um the the days back in AOS one where Brutes came out and they were a big fucking threat in units and you even oh, had fine, yeah. yeah, you even had people like Chris Tomlin who and I'm sure there's other people out there, so I'm sorry if I've given Chris credit that he ripped the idea off you. I just didn't mm. see you do it before Chris did it. But he was running 15 blocks of Ard Boys, making the brute boss and the unit the champion, uh, the general of the army, because that's what you could do back in OS one. Yeah. And that way he would inspire and presence him to get him around the old um the old six up bravery. And um Automatic presence, automatic bellowing tyrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was using them and abusing them. And I'm sure many others around the world were actually doing that as well back in AOS one. And you know, if you if yeah, I with a fella that I'm aware of, yeah, Kieran loves his brute. He used to run fifty Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard Kieran's name before associated with um with the old Iron Jaws. And we had a, a local player, Maddie Watkinson, as well, who was the same. He um he's also an English lad, actually he's a scouser too, so uh but <laughs> But he, he was much the same. He was running uh, a lot of brutes and, and big units and making them really just fuck some shit up back in the yeah. old days of AS1. Of course, to be reckoned with here. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was Design Jaws players who were like passionate about the armory and finding sort of ways around uh, ways around sort of 
the normal restrictions and, and being able to sort of exasperate what was really good in the army. So so that's cool. So it's it's a pretty good summary you guys have given. Do you have anything else to say about it before we crack on into some of the rules or any other thoughts? Nah, let's smash into it. Let's get let's talk about some cruel boys because there's so much to cover. I really um I really love what they've done with it. I um you know look if I didn't if I didn't like it I would say so. You you fellas read the blog and if I think something's shit I'll say it's shit. But I think with cruel boys they've absolutely nailed the feel of what this army should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Peter, we just have no NDA holding us back, do we? We just <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh my God, that is that release today. Just for Jeez. people who are listening to this a couple of months down the road, and that's just been a shitstorm on Twitter. Um, I don't think we really need to get into it, to be honest. <laughs> so, so yeah. But Peter, just just quickly, you mentioned your blog. We haven't plugged it yet, or you haven't plugged it. So can you please do so? So people, if they hear you talking about, you know, on this podcast about what's going on, you know, a New Zealand audience who might not be aware or American brothers or mm-hmm. or what it is. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're well bigger than us to be very frank about it. But, yeah, just give yourself a plug, mate, as to where people can um, find your find your thoughts. People can find my thoughts <laughs> on plastic, plastic crack. Now, I don't know if you guys knew that that is how it was pronounced because I made a major assumption. Yeah, what, what's the crack? I know. So the I, there's many Irish, Irish people word. in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, it's an Irish word, really. But yeah. people in England say it too, mm. right? Which is where I'm originally from. C R E I C, crack. It just means talking about something light-hearted, enjoying talking about it, like banter. What's the crack, Peter? That's how the Irish say it. Yeah. That's the one. What's the crack? Yeah. So, and, you know, it's a play on words because plastic crack, as in it's this shit's addictive, right? So that was the play on words. But yeah, when I set that up, I just thought it was common everyday word that everyone in the English speaking word world uses, but apparently not. Um, so yeah, probably handicapped myself there a little bit, but it is, um, it, you know, it's got its own brand name now, but I have, yeah. um, I have heard people shout out the blog and call me plastic Craig, for example. So yeah, that is me. Yeah. I think when you guys were colonizing, I think when you guys um, were colonizing the South Pacific, you forgot to mention the word crack meant, you know, <laughs> what you interpreted as. So. Yeah. But yeah, I run an Age of Sigmar blog, post every Friday, sometimes take a little break, but, um, you know, been doing a good job the last year or so, publishing every Friday. Competitive focused, but not completely competitive. I do, I play, you know, travel to GTs, generally win more games than I lose, but I do also play some little bit more casual or casually competitive stuff locally so covered a couple of campaigns on there that we've done with the boys around here but yeah it's a, it's a competitive age of sigma blog really and it's got a heavy destruction focus i'm probably about as biased as you are sean to my own boys but we um we, fair enough yeah which is fair we, you like what you like don't you and that's fair enough 100%. but yeah so very active on twitter at plastic crack on there um i do have a facebook page i don't really use it other than to post my blog articles but yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's where you'll find me or join me on the blog where you'll see me advocating for savage points drops to destruction units, whinging about elves, all those sorts of fun things. No, I think it's a worthwhile checkout. It's um, it's, it's very good. There's yeah, definitely articles that I've read and I've taken some points away and hit you up about Peter, but no, I do enjoy it. And you mentioned that you did a you did a piece for Goonhammer recently as well. Is that correct? Is that what I heard you say? That's right, yeah. I do yeah. write guest pieces for Goonhammer. Yeah. Not regularly, and, sporadic, like, yeah. But, yeah, I did, um, I did a – they did a big – on the launch day, they did a big piece on the whole Oracle Clans book. 
and it was you know it was your classic um it was your classic written review where they cover every aspect of the book this rule is this this rule is that this is good this is less good here's a list um it was very very in-depth and look i was one of about look, i don't know how many people maybe 10 let's say who worked on it and it was a it was a real it was a real superhuman effort to get that turned around for saturday release mm-hmm. because just the volume of words that had to go down and be spelt correctly or pro- approximately correctly was uh it was a huge effort that the guys put in but i wrote the bone split as part of that yeah i've written a few other articles for them over the last year or so a bit of marvel crisis protocol as well which is another game i play mm-hmm. yeah i do uh i do guest on Goonhammer from time to time yeah yeah you you fellas ever read Goonhammer? yeah man yeah man especially mm. um the big and stuff especially right up a lot yeah 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 originally i thought it was just a 40k thing and then i think i think it was, was originally, you yeah. was it joe cryer is that the right guy he writes for him too yeah i don't know joe yeah for him yeah i think i've seen him pop up with some some sigma mm. stuff too which i've zoned into because it's obviously very big for 40k so they've it's got you. people writing aos stuff that's got to be pretty pretty good and it is actually it's really good hmm I, yeah, uh, I'll have to get you fellas on the blog. We um we talked Tubbs back when Age of Sigma three first started that you were going to write up a list for me, weren't you? You were going to write. A, we a, tell the fellas we what did. We did. Yeah, yeah. Tubbs. I, I, we can almost do it later on in this book anyway. But yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. supposed to write your blog and I'm like, oh, wait till AOS three. Oh, then AOS three got here, and then I'm like, oh, actually, I can't. Life is too much. <laughs> I got carried away, and then all of a sudden, I'm playing the thing that we were supposed to be talking about, like nonstop every time I kick up TTS. I'm playing that model we were supposed to be talking about, and I'm like, oh, what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you tweet. Um, I saw you tweet that you've been having a bit of success with the big fella. And so much success, yeah. I think it's 13 and one now. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's nuts. Uh, I don't know if 25 points is going to change it that much, but we'll see. Mm. Still doesn't fuck as hard as Scarbrand. <laughs> oh, it's hard. But Scarbrand's got competition. We'll get to it soon in the book. I'm going to love Scarbrand. But yeah. 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 Um, that is great, boys. That's great. And, and thanks for shouting out yourself there, Peter. It's really good. Um, you know, obviously, you've oh, been the guest here and you're here for your expertise. <laughs> and from what I've known. Me, Sean. Sorry, Sean, before we move on, you tell me. You mentioned, you know, your listeners in various different parts of the world uh-huh. where is your audience is your because i think of you guys as being the competitive new zealand age of sigma resource right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is your listenership new zealand australia europe america where, where do your listeners come from all yes. over the world so traditionally it has been uh new zealand and the us uh, the U.S. has been number one for pretty much ever since we started a podcast, uh, simply because of population. You know, by the whole population of New Zealand is about 5 million. The whole population of the States is, what, like 300 million, if not mm-hmm. more. So, obviously, there's, there's more players there. Uh, recently, though, what I will say, and I feel like you've just fucking given me a fantastic alley-oop here, Peter, so I do thank you for that. Um, more recently... <laughs> We've had a lot of listeners from Australia, so I do love us some Australian boys. We do, me and Tubby do love going to Australia and playing Hammer over there because it is fucking awesome. So lots of love to us, to our Australian bros. It's steel for you, isn't it? Sorry, mate? It's steel clubbing for you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah they're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Those trophies on. 
this is well peter i don't punch down mate so you know like <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, so no, I'd much love to our Australian listeners. I hope everyone in New South Wales uh, and Victoria specifically are doing all right with what's going on with COVID at the moment. Don't really know what's going on in South Australia, so I'm sorry for our South Australia lads who listen. Um, what's going on in South Australia? Do you know, Peter? Sorry, Sean, you just cut out there. Keep going. Oh, apologies. I said, do you know what's going on in South Australia at the moment with COVID? I was just sorry, trying to send everyone up. You just keep cutting out. Oh, okay, so South Australia are peasants and Peter's kids. You people, but yeah, yeah we, so. we love the South Australians. We um we travel regularly to the tournaments that Doom and the boys put on down there. Mm-hmm. Matthew the Wild Form Wise been down to the the RSL down there. Got on the piss with those boys. They come to Bendigo. Now we get on great with those fellas. But yeah, look, the um I will say I will say the measured game in chat is obviously my main watering hole. It goes off as you as you can probably guess. Yeah, you yeah. fellas are you fellas are very yeah. very popular in there. Your ears should be burning because uh, your your views are very high very highly respected in Australia. I can tell you that in the competitive competitive oh. community and the chats that I'm involved in and the conversations that I'm involved in, it's uh, it, it's a very very well regarded podcast. We know how good you guys are, so you've got uh, you've got an audience in Australia that uh, that has huge huge respect for your talents. And I, all I would say is probably the all of the trophies that you've won. Not just you boys, but all the Kiwis. You keep coming over here and fucking off with all of the silverware. I would point out that no Kiwi has ever podiumed at an event that I've been at. Now, some would say that there's an asterisk against all of your achievements. I'm not saying that. If I was you, I would enjoy them because it's probably about as good as it's going to get. Uh, Peter, I would love to come to an event with yourself, mate, to be honest. (laughs) And and Victoria is... So me and Tommy originally had this sort of idea that we kind of ripped off of Rage of Sigma. Or I guess... Not really, because traveling overseas for Warhammer is not an original idea, I guess. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we've done, we done Sydney GT in 2019 before COVID hit, and we've done yeah. a couple of CanCons, uh, and then we're trying to figure out if we're going to go to Queensland or Victoria next for our next tournament and which one it would be, because ideally I'd like to do a, a state tournament every year and then CanCon every year as well, just because you, you guys get much, you get much larger tournaments than what we do. So we're trying to figure out which one, but obviously the pandemic's just fucked everything up. So You know what I would suggest, right? And this is like, you know, what you fellas have achieved has been sensational. And just for the benefit of people who aren't aware, the Kiwis, including these fellas, every time they come to Australia, they absolutely fucking spank us. There's a there's a little um, trans-Tasman game the day before CanCon kicks off on the Friday night. I think it's happened yeah, yeah. three times. Uh-huh. Twice. Twice. Yes, twice. Twice. Yeah. Two tournaments, two victories, two New Zealand wins, one CanCon, Jimmy, is it? Jimmy yeah, Jimmy Page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one Sydney GT. Yeah, that was me. That was shout you. Out, shout out me. Shout yeah. out me. <laughs> <laughs> that was your shoot cast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you fellas Such come over here, you absolutely fucking dominate. So fucking fair play to you. Like you can't argue with the results. You can't argue with the results. But what my suggestion would be, right? Come to Victoria, come to a measured gaming event. We'll get you good and drunk and save Queensland for next year. Go to the Runax team tournaments and send a Kiwi team to the team tournament. That would be yeah. nice. Event. So next next event we do in Victoria, come to it. And then a year from now, or just over a year from now, they'll be doing Runax and hopefully have an international visitors again or interstate visitors again. So I would do a measured tournament first and then do Runax this time next year. That would be my suggestion. Love to have yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we're supposed to do this year, honestly. It's in November, eh? Um, we had our tickets and everything. We had a Kiwi team in, but now COVID's fucked us. But 
I'd absolutely love to go play and and Bendigo will go play a measured event because drunk or hungover Warhammer is my best Warhammer. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we're coming out full rager. Good on you. Yeah, good and on you. Just, no, you'll have a good time. You'll be made to feel welcome. I guarantee that. Yeah. Just day. to give um, some context as to why we can't travel for our international listeners, mainly like Europe and the US, is that uh, when we travel to Australia, you have to self-isolate in a hotel or a residence for two weeks and same when you come back to New Zealand. Um, and so that's essentially four weeks added to your trip, two weeks there and then two weeks back. Uh, and then trying to get what's called managed isolation spots within New Zealand is extremely rare and expensive yeah. as well. So it's actually really hard to get back into the country. And as much as I love Warhammer and seeing the boys, um, I don't really want to give up four weeks of my life just for a weekend. Listen, listen. Famous last words, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm sure we would have said the same thing this time last year. Yeah. But touch yeah. wood, look, everyone's got jabs in arms. This time next year, I think we'll probably be in a position where you'll be able to travel. Yeah, so let's hope. Would yeah, let's hope so. And I think we're one on one against the measured boys as well, to be honest. I think I played Tristan at CanCon 2019 and I beat him as he was running. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I beat him with my Stormcast, and he was playing daughters that like their height of bullshittery back in <laughs> AOS two. And Tubby played Pat at Sydney Pat. GT. Yeah, yeah, I played Pat at Sydney. And I've you had daughters, up. and he was playing Corneau. Mm. Twenty five hundred points though, so we don't really count that unless you won it, which I definitely do. And, uh... <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to me. Fucking good. Oh, uh, Pat beat me, right? Motherfucker. We, no, we had a good game. We had a good game. Yeah. And, uh, um, we we made it a sudden make it like not a dumb, boring knife to the heart game where you take the minor yeah. win and just fucking yeah. push some toys together. It was a good time. Gentlemen's agreement. Many, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on the beers and smash some darts and fucking mm-hmm. push the models at each other because it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, I've uh, I've got to say I've never seen Pat drunk. I've seen him drink a lot. I've never seen him drunk. No, he definitely wasn't drunk. You're not wrong. Yeah, he's uh, he's a machine. He's he's many things, Pat. He's a, <laughs> he's a fantastic individual. Got, uh, got some time well, for Pat. I won't disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's that's enough of us serenading each other and each other's friends and clubs and so on. So, cruel boys, boys. Should we slap it? Should we get into it? Let's get into it. I tell you what. I tell yep. you what. Go on. Yep. I was, I was just. No, in classic say. fucking podcast and scrub format, how about we just read out the battle traits? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can we can definitely do that because I feel like you guys have given some good summary and some good um, foreshadowing to what we'll talk about later. So um, I'll I guess I'll do the lifting on the reading, and this is a name that I can't read, which is quite possible because um, I'm not so good at English. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'll, I'll ask you guys for your ideas about it because a lot of this, to be frank, is quite new to me. Um, I, I'm aware of the general idea of Cruel Boys and what the internet's been talked about, talking about. However, I haven't sort of fully read the rules and dissected it and sort of tried to apply it to strategies and concepts and themes throughout an army. So well, I'm eager well, to pick your guys' brains on it. If it works for you, um, how about, because I have read the book and I am familiar with it, rather than reading it word for word, I can give you the, you know, the, the pen portrait and then you guys can chip in with what you think of it, whether it's good or bad. Just might be a little bit um, smoother than reading it out word for word. Peter, go ahead. 
Uh, fucking fucking host the podcast i'm gonna put my feet up <laughs> i'll come back in four hours and see if you guys are still going <laughs> all, all right. good no this is this is excellent thank you peter thank you very much so give us give us what you think or cruel you boys know, cruel boys let's get into it cruel boys battle traits now number one the first thing on the page the most important thing on the page venom encrusted weapons First of all, first thing I'm going to say here is this is a hobby opportunity. The um, There's videos going around where people have done some fantastic work where they've got green slime dripping off the end of the spear, so you can have a bit of fun with it. But what these things are doing is it, every time you roll a six to hit, it's mortal wounds. It's equal to the damage characteristic of the weapon. So if it's damage to a weapon, it's two mortal wounds. And uh, as Tubbs is well aware, I'm sure, some weapons in this book even go beyond damage too. Happens yeah. in shooting as well as combat, but you do need the auric keyword. So hobgrots are frozen out of this. They're uh, they're not getting this. But every time you roll a six to hit, bam, mortal wounds. What do you reckon, Tubbs? Pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the rules that's going to keep cruel boys good. Correct. Like this rule's fantastic, right? Yeah. Like mortal uh, wounds you, 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 out of fashion. Yeah, yeah. You you overpay in Warhammer generally for units which do mortal wounds on. Uh, something like a six to hit and just having it across your entire army is is very very strong yeah, and it's probably one of the strongest ways that i've seen this rule work obviously the mortal well. wounds in this book are in addition they're they're instead of carrying on with the rest of your roles but that's fine that's fine yeah and being the, able to do it at the damage characteristic of your attack is is very very good it's sensational and what what it does mean you're right you pay a premium for it and so you should because you've got dickheads like Sean there paying a premium for three up base save chaff, and it's yep. uh, it might as well be a fucking six up because you ain't getting a save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is um an unbelievable ability to be honest. See, the it's times that I, right? the times that I've had the most success in Warhammer has been when I've been able to do reliable, consistent mortal wound output in my army, and it doesn't have to be seventy mortal wounds a turn, but just you know anywhere from a dozen to maybe twenty mortal wounds applying pressure where I wanted to. Mm-hmm. This is army-wide, unmodified sixes to hit. You're looking for weighted dice almost. Uh, as Peter, you just said, mortal wounds are what never go out of fashion, I think is what you said. Yeah. Uh, it's, to be honest, after the this, like couple of dozen games I played of AOS 3, mortal wounds is worth more Hang than they ever now. were, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Because everyone has a fucking two-up save, and the best way yeah. to bypass that is just by not having to make them roll a save. Is is yeah. literally by... Doing mortal wounds, so yeah, and an it's, amazing it's, ability. It's, it's substantial. To an it's substantial mortal wounds as well. Like the, yeah. the amount of armies I've been playing a lot of Kragnos lately. We'll get to it. Uh, the amount of armies in which the players think that their army has a substantial amount of mortal wounds, and armies that actually have a substantial amount of mortal wounds. It's there's very few armies in the game that have a substantial amount of mortal wounds, and this mm-hmm. army has it. And it really will chomp down a lot of these monster characters, which are just kicking dicks because they're not going down unless you actually have a substantial amount of mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The thing is, it's um, it, it's layered so well, which we'll come into as well with various other buffs in the book as well. It's already good, and you can build it to be insane. Yeah, you can build it to be insane. Now, the next one that we've got is the Cruel Boys War. This is a theme throughout the book. Every faction in the book has its own war, its own flavor of war. 
They're all ones per battle. And this one is, it's a combat phase command ability. It's once a game and your general uses it. He picks two other cruel boy units, holy within 18. So holy 18, that's pretty generous. And the fight back to back, bang, bang, bang. The general and the two other units, they activate sequentially. So you've got that cascading effect, right? It's We've seen similar things with Iron Joe's smashing and bashing. You don't actually have to wipe the unit here, though. You can just dogpile a Mega Gargan, for example, and go bam, bam, bam. I'm going to fuck you, and you do not get a chance to respond. Yeah. The way I see this ability is it's a lot like uh, an Iden F turn three. Realistically, you're not yeah. on your own on your terms. It's very unlikely that you're going to have more than three units in combat that you actually care about the output. So for that turn, bam, you your whole army activates before theirs does. Or, you know, on the flip side, you could get away with a cheeky, uh, a cheeky wire in their turn, swinging, swinging around. Just for people, people listening to the show, if you want a, a little bit of feedback from um, competitive players like me and the Shawns, yeah, about how to read a battle tomb, whenever you read a book, look out for anything that says in the X phase rather than in your X phase. And this one is mm-hmm. in the combat phase, right? Yeah. Your opponent can charge you, and then you just go bam, bam, bam on their turn. Because, like, as as you'd know, Pete, the best way to charge units are in singles or in odd or numbers, in right? So if yeah. you're charging in, in yeah. yeah, if you're charging in an odd number of three, you know, you're you're in combat with three of your opponent's models uh, or units. You're gonna win a fight, lose a fight, and then win a fight. So yeah. this this even fucks that up. So you're gonna win a fight, you're gonna and win then they're gonna fights. yeah, then they're gonna be able to win two fights. Whereas you should be winning two, and they should be losing one. It's so, so powerful, it's it's really cheeky if you get it off in their turn, and it's actually set up quite nicely. But in your turn, it's also very strong. It's a great it's a great once per game ability. What yeah. do you lads think of the holy of an eighteen? Because as a stormcast player, I be stoked but as a crawl boys player how do you find that with you know you the, and the rest of it is that a good size holy within the holy within 18 is not the hard part it's the fact that your general needs to be in combat yeah. to activate this ability that's the hard part of this ability but even if you have two units flanking your general either side i don't know yeah. we'll get into it later maybe it's still a big fucking bubble hole within 18 but it is yeah it, it's triggered by a Tubbs is right. It's triggered by picking your general defense yeah. in combat. He doesn't just have to be on the table. He has to be in combat. But look, I build around this in my list. I, I build around keeping my general alive until the war turn. I build around having three combat units. So all of the first glance that people had at this book where they thought they just looked at the numbers and said, bold boys are undercosted, which they are. This rule is so powerful. It's worth building around and it's worth it's worth building away from pure bold boys to have access to this because it's that good if you're given tools why not use all of them right 100% man 100% <laughs> so venom encrusted weapons is the signature ability cruel boys war is probably the under the radar ability that i haven't seen the hype around but which i think is really good and then the um i guess the the 200 iq ability is dirty tricks right this is the coolest part about this i love this part yeah it's so cool have you seen this sean or not no, I mean, i'm, I'm gonna be as amazed as you guys on this but you're gonna, uh, you're gonna yeah. love it right. i i've literally done no fucking homework for this one so <laughs> i'm so glad you're here peter 
You've got four options, right? You, you get to pick a dirty trick. You've got four options and you do it on the battlefield. OK, so it's after you've deployed. So you get to pick the one that suits the situation of the game. So already amazing, already amazing because these are very situational. OK, so the, the ability to flex and pick the right one is makes it exponentially better. So first one, noisy racket. Subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by enemy units in the first battle round. Now, I said I wasn't going to sit here and read shit out, but I did because it's a short sentence and it's a yeah, good sentence. It's good. Yeah, minus one to wound, good. table wide, no range, no ifs, no buts, no maybes, minus one to wound, whole battle round. Wow. It's yeah. like the, the, the greatest thing about this rule is that it's start of the first turn after you see who goes first. So you can you can have an understanding on how this game's yeah. gonna go from the first turn and then choose which ones that these work for you best. Yeah. Noisy racket, minus one to win rolls, there's not just merely it's not just shooting, it's everything. So yeah, yeah which is the amazing. strongest version of that rule you can so staring get. down the barrel at an iron jaws alpha. Straight away you can there's ways to get the minus one to hit, ways to get the minus one to wound. And then you you take the jab and you swing back with a haymaker. Mm-hmm. Yep. So second one, lethal surprise. This one I'm less keen on, but let's see what you guys think. Rule three dice. This is a bit of a theme as well. Rule three dice for each four up. You can pick one different terrain feature or objective that is not wholly within enemy territory. And you have to make a little note, write it down. So it's a terrain feature anywhere on the board or an objective that's not just in their territory. Border, border objectives do count. The first time an enemy unit finishes a move within an inch of it, you roll a dice and on a two up the take d6 mortals so for me i'm looking at that and thinking it's a gotcha it's a feel bad it's not going to happen that often and when it does it's going to piss your opponent off for not that much payback the reason i say that is the object do you fellas use those big six inch pie plate objective marker things i, I don't use them because i'm a jammy competitive cunt and i want to make people's life easier Right, okay. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, I don't in all honesty, I don't want to make somebody that's not paying attention to the game. And that's fair. That's fair. Work but that out. Yeah. I couldn't play a game without them. Like, it's my crutch now. You just get used to it. You know, you get fucking lazy. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah. I don't like it because you can you can tow the edge of an objective. You don't have to finish within an inch of it. I just I don't think it's that hard for your opponent to not go within an inch of an objective. Okay, you can pick a terrain feature, but how often is it actually going to come up? You're going to get a tiny splash of mortal wounds. There's just game-defining abilities in here of immense power, and you can trade it in for maybe doing a couple of mortal wounds. Like fuck that, it's not. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, issues with it for me. Yeah, is exactly I think what Sean's going to say is that mm. you roll three dice for each four up, so you should get one or two, and then you've got mm. to roll a two up. And if you've got dice like me, you roll a one. If you've got dice like Sean, you roll a six. Mm. And then you do <laughs> dice. And like the, the like, yeah, the two six rewards have me curious, to be honest, because I'm looking at this and I'm like, but Peter, you're right, it's a gotcha moment. It's not overly interactive. It's a ha oh, fuck you sort of thing. It's meant to be a gotcha. Like you're not being a dick for enforcing it. It's meant well, to be no, 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 it, You I shouldn't know. have to remind them, but and it's just me because it's it's sneaky. It's literally dirty tricks, but. Take three dice, roll four ups, hate that condition, pick a terrain feature or objective situational, you know, then a two up. The D6 does does have me curious, but I think I'd rather just honestly just take the subtract one from one roll sort of first bit around. 
Yeah, look, there's three because that's four. that's a given. That's consistent. It's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's three out of four that are really good. I think that's the weakest. Um, you've talked about the minus one to wound, which I would definitely consider, but the next two are great as well, man. You're going to love them. Disappear and act. All three of these. So apart from noisy racket minus one to wound, that just happens. The next three are all roll three dice and on a four. Hate them. So no, well, market wait. <laughs> you might not hate this one. Um, roll three dice and on a four for each four up, you can pick one different enemy unit on the battlefield that has not been reinforced, so you couldn't take off thirty witch elves or whatever. Mm-hmm. You roll a dice. If it's greater than the wounds characteristic, you fucking hook them off the board and set it up in reserve. So you take your enemy's unit, remove it from the board. And then at the end of their first movement phase, they put it back on the battlefield, wholly within their territory and more than nine inches away from you. So first thing to say, it's um, it's obviously skewed very heavily towards picking one wound chaff because you still have to beat that wounds characteristic. You would Two wound chaff's fine as well. It's still on a three up. You can take a punt at uh, getting rid of a five wound support hero and uh, hope you roll that six. It's, it's one of those, like every time you look at these or every time I look at these, I think, Every game I'm going to hit two. Some games I'm going to hit three. You never think I'm, I'm going to hit zero or one of them. But um, what it's really doing, look, if you hit all three, you can have a pot shot at a hero board. It's really doing is removing screens of one or two wound chaff, right? Yeah, this is That's amazingly cool. bent, this rule. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. and there's, because there's a lot of ways in this book to get up in their face immediately as well. And you're setting up wholly within their territory, which in some instances is fucking nothing. More than nine away from enemy infantry, uh, nine away from units. Yeah. Um, Peter, as you just said, screens obviously go to example, uh, you know, or just support units that you want to be between your valuable pieces and your enemy's threats. So, not necessarily screens, but just like maybe units of fives or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I guess technically screens, but also the fact that you're essentially removing the unit's ability to move for 20% of the game is the biggest thing mm. that I'm taking away from this, is that you're going to have potentially three units that have lost one-fifth of their movement over the course of a game, which is fucking amazing. And the inability and, to contest uh, objectives that are in the neutral zone or on your objectives. And the other thing, and right? The other thing is how much this fucks with your opponent's head. They've got to consider that you can hook their units off the board while they're deploying, and then you might not even do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. They absolutely have to think about that, because one of the biggest things about this ability is removing screens is cool, getting output in there is cool. What do you score your first turn objectives with? Normally just trash, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, dude. Like, How many times nothing to contest to... objectives unless you're yeah. willing to lose something that yeah, is probably pretty critical to your army. Yeah. Like, how, how many people can afford to put two layers of shitty units in front of each objective. Say there's three objectives on the board. Who has six units that they can line up on the line like that to throw on an objective? Because if you fuck it, if you roll three, four ups and take three of their units off, like, are you do you have enough to actually be able to go over and contest those? Or are you just going to go down hard quickly on um, on actual objective points? Yeah. it's right, yeah. You, You'll get value out of this whether you actually choose it or not. It's so yeah, good. Or, You're, if you if you spike and roll three units and you take away my corns, blood reavers to screen my units, I'm going to be pissed off. If you remove mm-hmm. my luminef wardens, it's going to annoy me because that's going to determine how far the sentinels are going to go up the board. 
you know, if you take off my Stormcast Redeemer units, my my battle line essentially, um, although it'll be a little harder because they're two wounds, you know, so you have to roll three up. I don't want to be score. I don't want to be contesting objectives top of turn one with heroes that are just going to get slapped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, what does everybody want to do turn one? What fucking battle tactic? If you take, oh yeah, they want to run into what the fucking battle one? tactic. Yeah. Do you want to try and score? Ferocious advance. It's the easiest fucking one to score. You don't want to score it later in the game because you're making a unit run that could possibly do something else like charge. Or if you sure. combat and can't retreat, right? Or if it retreats, it can't run. Yeah. 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 So like, if you take off the units that they're gonna score the easy battle tactic with, hey, now you've basically wasted that battle tactic because they're not gonna want to do that later in the game. Now they have to use another battle tactic that they maybe would have used turn two instead of turn one get to turns three, four, five. Now maybe they're starting to chew through and it's getting a bit harder to pick and take easy battle tactics. There's so many ways that this rule can impact your opponent. Yeah, fantastic. Amazing. And lucky last, I think, look, I think that that's the one that really catches your attention because anyway, you can screw with your opponent's army. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the best thing about these is, is what you guys have obviously already mentioned, but you pick it after the start of, well, after you receive your command points. Yeah. So if you come up against Gargans, you're like, well, I'm definitely not taking that because I can't. Exactly. If you come up against some sort of monster mash, you know, I'm thinking Beast Claw Raiders, if that's even still a thing, uh, with a bunch of like Stone Haunts and, right, yeah. and Fuss, yeah. you know, you, like there's some armies that this won't work against, but luckily you have free upper options to use. So, and then really the, good, really good battle traits. It is. Yeah, that's no, really good. And then the last one you can pick is Covered in Mud, which is your anti shooting one. It's again, roll three dice for every four up. You pick one of your units that is not a hero or a monster, so you can't protect your heroes and monsters with this. And while it's in cover, it is not visible to enemy units. Now, it's good. I would just point out that the not visible to enemy units thing, it's slightly different wording from the Stormcast rules that aimed at a similar thing. The Stormcast rules said cannot be targeted. Yeah. These ones say is not visible, visible. too. Obviously, the fucking yeah. elephant in the room is bloody sentinels. The sentinels, right? yeah. Yeah, motherfuckers. This, yeah. this does get around spell portal, though. Put a spell portal straight up. Really yeah, because yeah, you kind of measure visibility from the spell portal, don't you? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. And this this is the object, the one you pick against Gargans. So, going back to that big fucking swinging dick meta army that's been a pain in the ass. This lets you put your, your unit of shooty boys in cover and they cannot deal with them. True. Mm-hmm. The um, Well, you may go for the ne- the minus one to wound as well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. first turn they're going to run though, right? First turn they're going to take, first turn they're going to run onto the objectives and that's going to be them pretty happy. So I feel like you're not yeah. maybe going to get the minus one to wound actually working, but them not being able to throw rocks, them not being able to throw range combat at, um, at your boys that throw range combat back at them, it's pretty strong. Or even yeah. a massive charge. If they somehow pulled it off and getting combat, is still not visible. Oh, they can still charge you. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they no, don't have to hit you, right? You don't, you don't need oh, no, you don't need visibility. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. You can hit people through balls. It's time to shit. Sorry. That's the only that. way you hurt this unit. The the units you get this off on can only be hurt in combat, basically. Yeah. Or some jank shit like Sentinels or no line of sight shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will just point out as well. Because it was pointed out to me, I'll admit that I didn't spot this, but it's friendly units. So if you um, if you take any allies, you can chuck them in there as well. And have you seen Gary Percival's tweet? Um, no, I didn't actually notice that it was friendly unit either. I didn't either, but Gary Percival's got some fucking S-tier bullshit for you on this one. <laughs> you ally in some sports bladders, yep. sports bladder fanatics, 
And what they do is they block line of sight to units that are behind them. Oh, that's what it that is. means. I read that and I didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. Now yeah. I understand that it's friendly units, right? Yeah, no, carry on, carry on, Peter. Yeah, so you um, you grab your spore splatters, you put them in cover, and then they are making the unit that is behind them invisible, and they themselves <laughs> are invisible. So you can't shoot what's behind them, but you can't clear them out and shoot them first. So it's... Uh, it's a uh, it's the sort of thing that you might it feels like a little loophole from 40k or something but uh, yeah you can create this little feedback loop where nothing can be targeted. That's pretty cool. That's it is pretty cool. cool. And again, was, it's not fucking switching. Oh, there's works around it, but yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah. There's it's, there's it's a funny little combo. There's definitely ways around that unit, so don't yeah. get don't get too horny about it. But it is actually pretty fucking funny little way to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like that. I like that. Now the command traits. There's um there's, all three of them are good, I think. The yes. um, slippery scumbag is retreat and charge. Always handy. Don't mind it. Don't hate it. Probably won't pick it. It's all right. Yeah, it's got right. it's got use. It's got legs. Yeah, you could run it. You, yeah. could, you wouldn't be dumb to run it. Yeah. The next one, which seems to be the most popular at the moment, is super sneaky. Yeah, and what that one my was, personal favourite. Yeah, you went into this one. Talk, talk us through it. Yeah. Go on. You take it. Yeah, so uh, this is essentially a pre-game move, but it's just a redeploy anywhere on the battlefield outside of nine inches uh you need to do it before you choose who goes first so obviously mm-hmm. if you're lauren drop you're dictating the turn you understand who's going um but i feel like it pairs very nicely with the dirty tricks so uh when we get onto my list a little bit later there's some cheeky little gambits you can you can do um or you can just fucking scream like it gives that unit of like 10 hobgrots a purpose now they're filling the same role as like a untamed beast unit would which is not available anywhere else in the book yeah zone off zone off the edge of an objective right you're playing savage mm-hmm. games you just line up a unit around the objective and they can't get onto it turn one yep. yeah it, it's good it doesn't have to be used as an alpha strike it's got its uses no, no. and then the that, third one think, is, go on go ahead. yeah yeah oh sorry i like i was just agreeing with you i think that's the the best way to take this if you take this as a command trait is give yourself those three options give yourself a melee option a shooting option and a screen option Mm. as ways to use this command trait because it is very 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 strong i think it'll probably be in about 70 percent of lists yeah agree it's not an auto take because the others are good but it, it, it's the best like yeah and then the, the other one egomaniac which is a four up bodyguard say if you give this to your general and you can palm wounds off within three inches again it's a friendly unit so you can ally in some uh some gloom spike dickheads and pass the wounds off to them yep. yeah it's a, on a four up it's a four up um wound palm off again very good you want to keep your general alive until the war turn. Corey Papanami, you know, you know Corey? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had no idea how to say his last name, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, when you said the last name, I was like, I'm going to try I went with it. I don't know if it's right or not. I went <laughs> we'll call him Corey Pap. Corey Pap's um, published a list on the blog on Plastic Crack today, and he goes with Eagle Maniac. He, um, he started off with Snooper Sneaky and evolved to Eagle Maniac because he just found that keeping – because he's running it as a – flex list but mainly combat and he found that keeping your general alive is just so fucking important right isn't think... there a number of ways to already pawn off wounds to bodyguard units and other units within this book or not inside cruel boys necessarily okay this okay is, it, like one of the biggest things about this rule is that typically you see these rules on like five or six wound characters mm-hmm. and this lets you put it on a 12 wound 40 yeah unless you put it on a fucking beat stick yeah. yeah, which aside from Balakor, there's not many other. Balakor and First Prince, there's not a lot of, lot of 
a, a lot of other ways to do that without buying a unit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I guess the best thing about it is that you don't you you're not paying the bodyguard tax in addition to the rule. You're just getting the rule and then yeah. hey, who's within three inches? That's, and the other thing that will come out when we get onto lists is that the croc is so bloody crucial to this army. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of lists where I've been putting two of them in. He's a force to be reckoned with in his own right. He buffs everything around him, and there's a strong chance he's your general as well. I've got a lot of two croc lists. What this does is it keeps your general alive, not only for the cruel boys, wow, but only as a bloody important buff piece for your whole army. You don't want your croc dying, not just because he's a general, but because he's doubling everything that your whole army's doing. So this effectively doubling his wound count. It's um, my gut feel is that, and look, I'm, I'm the same. I'm going to run super sneaky for 10, 20, 30 games, but I could see long-term a transition from super sneaky being the pick to egomaniac being the pick. Yeah. I think uh, I, I could see it becoming more popular as the book matures. Mm-hmm. For sure. I guess it depends on the theme and, and essentially like, the intent of what your list is trying to achieve as well. Um, because Super Sneaky obviously gives you, I think, pretty amazing deployment options and first turn tone setting of the game. You know, like you you set the pace of the game because you can guarantee put your general somewhere on the board, then move them, bring other units up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The Ego Maniac is, it's probably, is, is probably the consistent grindy, yeah. duration out of the game probably yeah. relying on your hero to be able well your general to be alive for at least two three if not four turns depending on what you pair him with so and knowing and there's value within knowing that something's going to be alive for that long um as well i mean yeah it's a four up but 50 50 you know if you're looking at something with 14 wounds that you can heal every turn you know yep yeah, pro- right. it, it, it is. It's good. They're both it's, good. They're both great. Two solid yeah. options. Retreating yeah. cards isn't even a bad option, so but it's just yeah. not as sexy as the other two, to be fair. Isn't the, it the though, like, retreating charge, which is awesome, is the worst one? <laughs> isn't that isn't that something? Yeah, it's way better than the old Stormcast ones where it used to be like, if you hit on a six, you do double damage. You're like, <laughs> fucking what? You know? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Artifacts. Uh, are the artifacts? Look, you tell the the only, the only artifact I would take or consider is the Mork's Eye Pebble, which is, uh, it's a once a game again. In the enemy shooting phase, you get a 12-inch bubble around whoever's got it, and everything within that 12-inch bubble has a 5 upward save for that phase only. So it's an anti-meta pick. If you're scared about mortal wound shooting, or just shooting generally, because, it, you know, it's a ward. If you're scared about shooting, it's the, anti, it's the anti-shooter meta, anti-shooting meta pick. That's the only one out of the four I would consider. It's I would put it on a par with perhaps Amulet of Destiny, especially if you're going with Egomaniac. I might go this way. Um, I've got it in some of my lists, not all of them. The other three I wouldn't even bother. What do you think, Tubbs? Yeah, so uh, I'm not very good at English. Reading is not my my strongest point. Um, But reading this, I believe that the bearer doesn't need to survive the whole time. It's more of a, you use this, and then everyone that's within 12 inches of that at that time for the rest of the shooting phase has a five up half save. So you can't just snipe out the character that has it on them, and then the units lose the save. I read it mm. differently. Yeah. I'm just reading it as all so, the bearer and all friendly units wholly within 12 inches of the bearer. Yeah. I would just read that the same as any other ability once he's 
fucking hooked off the board. He's done. But I wouldn't. So I, yeah, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't. yeah. The the only thing I see differently is normally they have while units are within 12 inches of the bearer. No, they're missing that, that that word while. So that'll probably come out in FAQ anyway. Yeah, submit the fact. Submit the if, fact. What do you think? If, would you would you consider that as an artifact? If, let's say you have one artifact, which in my list I've been building, I do. I only have one. If you had one artifact, the, would you take that one? Would you take any of the others? Do any of these compete with Amulet? What in, in this in this meta, if I can leave one artifact. Yes. I I take Amulet on my croc, unfortunately. But okay. honestly, yeah. in my list, every time as well, I right? go out of the way. I go out of the way to get this artifact in there because of the meta at the moment. This Very gets this keeps you safe around those sentinel shooting. So this is if you're taking two. You if you're taking yeah. two, this is your second. What about the other three? Write them off. I wouldn't I wouldn't go for the other three. Well it doesn't keep you safe uh, with sentinels, it reduces the damage by a third, and it's so specific that I yeah. I don't like. I don't, I'm just quickly reading them all. I don't like that they're all once per battle and they're specific to a phase. I think, to be honest, quick glance, they're pretty rubbish. And I'll just take an emulate destiny, like you said, Tubby and P. To be honest. Well, fair enough. Like, I, I, I wish that you could at least get it for bloody Overwatch. Yeah. The thing, yeah. the thing about the army is that a lot of your units, like units, not heroes, are either five up save or six up save. So into any sort of good shooting. Whether it does models or it just has rend, you're probably not fucking getting a save anyway. So this just gives you a save, um, which I think is super strong because on the alpha, this is making one of their turns real shit mm. compared to well, it real shit because the army gets a lot of wounds in, so they need to choke two through a whole lot of wounds. So adding essentially 30% less output for that turn is actually a pretty big deal. Mm. Um, the rest of them. Don't jazz me too much. I think the spiker seeds are kind of cool, but like that's just me being weird. Realistically, I'm not going to go out my way to get an artifact for that. I probably wouldn't worry about it um, unless all of a sudden big horde units are the meta. There's maybe so one nasty unit. What it is, um, just, yeah, because we haven't actually said what it is. It's one of those no, anti horde spells, roll one dice for every model. But instead of being a spell, it's when they charge you, you do it, right? They charge you, you roll a dice for every model. On a five up, you bang a mortal wounded one. It's an anti-hold spell, but it's an artifact, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So my favorite thing about the artifact itself is that they don't necessarily have to charge you or be in combat with you. It's just they have to be within six of the guy with the thing. He throws it out, and you roll the dice for the whole unit, not just guys in range. So the, uh, the artifact is worded very strongly, but... It's After pretty, an enemy unit finishes a charge, move within six inches of the bearer. Yeah. So they don't have to charge it, you, they can charge someone else, yeah. Yeah, but realistically, you're not going out of your way to take that artifact. They're all pretty poor, is my quick summary, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's the problem with um with uh, Amulet Destiny, right? It's like the old... Um, yeah. It's way better it's, than what you get in your book. It's like old school battle brew or yeah, a bunch of the malign sorcery, as you said. I feel like the command traits are amazing. The artifacts are way too situational for me. Um, and the fact that you're locked into them and you might come across an army that doesn't shoot and you're wasting an artifact yep. or um, you come across, because ideally you want the, the seeds 
the charge one you were just talking about to apply to big units to obviously maximize that five up. But I don't know how many armies are going to be running. I mean, zombies, I guess the zombies come in, sweet. But yeah, it's, like, it's not a good meta pick right now. It's, like, it's, I wouldn't pick it at all right now. Have you got five Stormcast dudes charging you? You're like, okay, I kill like, one dude. I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, yeah. I, but I don't know. It's too situational for me. I'd rather just have something that's consistently applied and practical throughout the course of a battle than locked into one phase and then locked into once per game and then locked into having the bearer of that artifact to be within a certain range or something else. There's too many conditions yeah. for me. Yeah, no, I'm with you, bro. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. They're not setting the world to like command traits amazing. Artifacts, less so. Yeah, command traits, fucking gold, artifacts. I mean, yeah. Hard to get keen. Mount traits, all the good ones there. You know, these, yeah, these the, apply across the whole of Oric War Clans. They're not just for cruel boys. What's, what's your favourite tubs? Uh, I think it's hard to go past Bastin. Mm hmm. It's like which is a hero phase move once per battle yeah yeah so once per battle this model can make a normal move in your hero phase no if but maybe just move them yeah you've you've got a slow key piece moves eight inches making it be able to move 16 inches plus a run or a charge is mm -hmm. pretty good in one turn if you need to get to another side of the board or even anything like a like a like a vulture. Now that's moving 28 inches in a mm -hmm. turn, so it's getting to back backline support heroes and stuff like that, which is actually pretty juicy. Um, compared to the Stormcast book, these mount traits are fantastic. They don't limit you into any monster or or um, or mount. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a monster. It doesn't even have to be a monster for yeah. the majority of them. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, some of them say monster only, but yeah, in the the loophole there is the little uh, bone splitters fella, isn't it? Yeah. Or the uh, or the trogoth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the only yeah. One, I love Fasten. The only other one I've been considering is Smellion, yeah. and Smellion is a minus one to hit in melee if it hasn't made a charge, and that's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Toughen seems almost pointless to me with the new uh, way they're scaling these monsters, and. The and other you've ones that, you've got the you've got the command ability to just bypass the bloody thing. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And honestly, at this point, like after looking at the artifacts, if I was buying a warlord, a battalion, or a command entourage, I'd be looking the way of the mount traits almost more than the artifacts if it, the the meta went away from shooting. So if you're looking at mount traits and you've already banked Fasten, what's your second pick? Smellion on my crocodile. Yeah. yeah, so I'd be taking Fasten on a Vulture and then Smellion on a Crocodile almost for sure. Yeah, Fasten and Smellion took the other four in the bin, I reckon. Yeah. No, Fasten's amazing. Yeah. You know, if, med if Magic Output comes around, even Weedon could be fine on a Maybe, something yeah. like a Crocodile, but it's, Actually, it's no, very it's, niche. It's, it's good to have it there more than It's loss aversion, right? I don't like Weedon because it's worse than it used to be, but it's actually quite good. Yeah, it's it's actually, is, if you just looked at it with clean eyes, it is actually quite good. It's a four-up yeah. ward against mortal wounds from spells. Used to be a four of ignore spells, so it included debuffs, movement, shit, all that. But yeah, you're right. It, it is actually good. It is good. I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm just being a soup. Yeah, yeah. The debuffs on your support <laughs> piece are kind of like whatever, right? Like, <laughs> I'd rather my support piece be alive than if my support. Yeah. Boot no, speaking piece of debuffs. Speaking of debuffs. Yeah. Are you ready 
Sean, are you sitting down? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to have a fucking sook and a whinge and a fucking busted moment? Because the spell law for this army is... Oh, I've got a hot take. Oh, I've got right. a hot take. Tell me. This, this is Go the on. best spell law in the game. I would not disagree. This, there's fucking four spells in the spell law, and this is the best spell law in the game. There's not one single spell law here that doesn't fucking make me is pop it? a cherry. If they Even give the spell law to an elf army, if they give the spell law to an elf army, I would be fucking howling. I would be all over the internet. I would be raging. Honestly, it is it, all four spells are fucking killer. Oh, Absolutely. So are you um, saying this is still better than a Luminef army with Tickles yeah. in it? Yeah, oh, that's the spell law. The fact that Techless knows the, the spell, spell the spell law is better than Techless Luminef spell law. Nine, twenty-two spells or whatever it is. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are these for, these? Can I'd we, rather uh, have the access a, a to these moment. spells. Can we just take yeah, a man. moment to say, Luminef players who aren't intelligent enough to play their army, please play Beast Claw. Nobody's <laughs> got time to see you stand there going through twenty-two fucking spells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cast. Mate, yeah, all of the high peaks. Yeah, mate. As much oh, as I as I like three, to shit talk on three, spell four. <laughs> I lost my train of thought now. Lord it's gonna be embarrassing peaks. when you play Sean in Australia now. Honestly, bro, it's like the New Zealand Che. It's um, it does get. Uh, honestly, it's my my biggest tip to Luminef players, um, and not that I'm a you know exceptional Luminef player, although I did win Masters with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> worse than fucking Adam Bert, you lad. <laughs> easy, easy army's easy. <laughs> you know, is do get practice games in before you take them to a tournament because you just get um what's it called analysis paralysis, analysis paralysis worth trying to pick through all those spells. I mean, you you do generally just go default back to the same, you know, half dozen spells that you're comfortable with. But anyway, that's enough about Luminef. We're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the green skin. So Fuck it, boys. The Black Pit. Is it sexy? It's so good. It goes off on a seven. Can you buff your casting pretty easily? So it's seven reliable? No, 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 no. The spell lore is amazing. Your spell casting is shit. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the spell lore. It's a rice burner, right? (laughs) Yeah, it looks amazing, but yeah, there's nothing under the hood. Apologies, boys. So what this spell does is you pick an enemy unit within 12 and you roll a dice for each model in the unit. Uh... For each dice which is equal to or higher than their save characteristic, they take a mortal wound. So I was playing Warhammer the other day. I was playing against a friend of mine with iron bre- uh, iron breakers on the table. Uh, they're three up save base, pretty good cities unit. He'd given them a six shield. They're a two up save characteristic now. So I roll a dice for each model in the unit on a two plus to take a mortal wound. Real fucking nice. Yeah. Uh, throw yeah, it into ten vindictors. Saves characteristics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Throw it into ten vind- vindicators, vindictors, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they're called. Uh, they're on a three up save. Maybe put a castlement buff on them because they're your biggest unit. They're on a two up save now. Uh, that unit is taking like eight mortal wounds, nine mortal wounds. That the fucking dream. hurts. The dream is those dwarves. What are those fucking dwarves that everyone runs with the one wound and a three up save? Yeah, the iron breakers. Those ones they're that ones. I was talking about. Such a fucking hard on when I play against them with this spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if, you want if, big if, blocks with good saves, and you, you're gonna you, fucking wreck it. And low wounds characteristics, yeah. It's an anti-hoax yeah. spell that fucks good saves. Like it doesn't matter, right? It's what everyone's running. 
It's almost it like some sort of old school spell of law of metal spell, transmutation or whatever mm. it was. Or final. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It, it doesn't even necessarily need to be a big unit, which I think a lot of the time gets overlooked with these horde killing spells. Like mm. we know how good uh, Infernal Gateway is, right? Roll nine dice and a three up, they take mortal wounds. They've got a 10-man Stormcast unit with a three-up save. It's 10 dice on three-up, take mortal wounds. It's essentially yeah. the same fucking thing, but better. Really so point. it doesn't necessarily have to be a huge unit. It just needs to have a good save, which is the meta right now. This spell fucking kicks dicks. It's great. And what I love about this spell, Lauren, in fact, it's a direction they've gone with the book in general. Okay, a spell casting's shit in the modern game. It doesn't matter because wizards, wizards have got other stuff to do. You can taste, take the most situational, swinging for the bleachers, shit and hope you're all hot and if it doesn't work you just give out poisons elixirs stare at them with your wergog mask you mm-hmm. can take a punt on stuff like this and if and if you don't cast a spell all game it doesn't matter you've still yep. got value you're a wizard yeah exactly uh, next one choke and mist wow i've just read this this is fucking amazing <laughs> yes you're excited he's keen he's keen choking mist goes off in a seven Pick a point within 24 inches of the caster. It's visible. Everyone within six until your next hero phase. You're affected by choking mist, which means reduce one from the attacks characteristic of melee weapons by that unit until a minimum of one, and it cannot run. What shit is that? That is amazing. It's a 30-inch ring. It's, it's effectively starting an almost... It's, it's the majority of your the battle plans starting your deployment... Pick an area, <laughs> eat a dick, everyone up in that range. It is it's so, like someone's entire army a lot yeah. of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's until your next hero phase. So what you take top of one, you know, choke, miss, cock, take it. And what they double you, that's three turns that they're reduced by one attack and they can't run. All of a sudden that warden block isn't doing as many mortal wounds because they can't fucking If it was yeah. one unit, it would be one of the best spells in the game. But it's all units. It's so <laughs> good. It's fucking nuts, man. And the running thing is massive as well. Yeah. It that could is have it. been one or the other. Because that, because that like, switches off, was it Ferocious Advance? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Ferocious Advance. Yeah. You can't do yeah. Ferocious Advance if they... No. Yeah. Like, like you're you not casting If you don't go turn one, you don't do it, right? Yeah. And the range on it is big enough that you can actually sit outside of unbind range of enemy mm-hmm. wizards as well. Yeah, because you can say... Oh yeah, I'll sit outside a range to make sure that they don't unbind it, knowing full well that I won't hit the whole army, but I'll hit four units of the army maybe. If you're careful, yes. I mean, yeah, mine's thirty as well. Yeah, if you're careful, yes. Yeah. The only uh, downside to be aware with with this rule is you can hit your own units with it. So casting it later in the game, yes. you pick a point. You shouldn't be fucking hitting your own units with it, man. Come on. <laughs> I I know people point this out. Yeah, you can and your own guys don't yeah, be bad at Warhammer, man. Like it's not that fucking hard. It's a 24 inch range. If it's 12 inches, I understand. 24 inches, just fucking put it away from your guys and tag their buddies. Yeah. Sneaky Miasma. Casting value oh, six, so it's the easiest cast. Range of 18. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's good. It's not even a holy, it's just range of 18. Uh-huh. Yeah. Range of 18. Pick a monster. Visible Can to the caster. So don't fuck yourself with covered in mud. Oh, you can't anyway, because you can't cover monsters in mud. Pick a monster, and it can make a normal move, hero phase move. So it's not a redeploy, but to be honest, quite often those hero phase moves are better. You end up closer than nine inches anyway. And I like it. It's good. I would yeah. say. Can you still? Could you do this? And is mighty destroyer still a thing? 
not, not not for Cruel Boys, no. Oh no, because this is Cruel Boys versus only. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an iron it's an yeah. iron thing. Guys, I told you I didn't know this book. There we go. No, no, just, you're good. You're just good. Pro- prove myself that I don't know this book. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, that's that's still amazing. So, reasons. Any out of sequence shit is fucking so good in this game. And yeah. It's always has been. Reasons I love this. You've got two 12-inch spells in this law, which are very good. Uh, getting to move 14 inches potentially on um, on Mr. Birdman, and then use a 12-inch spell. Now it's a 26-inch threat, not a 12-inch threat. Uh, even getting into range for a mystic shield or fucking anything like that, fantastic. Letting your birds move twice, three times in one turn if you're taking fast in this amount trait will really mm-hmm. let you put things. And if this is your play. army, if you're playing this army, you will have games where turn four, you just fucking double move a vulture onto an objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck cares turn, about foxes three, anymore? Four, bam, bam, there I am. Yeah. yeah. Does, um, Real green question here, lads, but does Kragnos gain Crawboy's keyword? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Unfortunately not. You knew yeah. that, didn't you? You knew that, you motherfucker. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I was, I was just rereading it after what I just said about Mighty Destroyers, and I was like, Crawboy's monster, Kragnos. I don't, yeah, know, if that, I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, but... um, just be aware, Rogue Idol has Crawboy's keyword now, too. So Yeah, is that still a thing? The Rogue, yeah, Rogue Idol? Yeah, so he, yeah. he won't get the Vemin and Venom encrusted weapons, correct? He doesn't have the um Auric. Because he's not a cruel voice the, the Auric yeah. keyword for it. Um, but you can let him move like you used to do with um bone spitters, so he can move mm-hmm. ten inches and then ten inches again and then charge something if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very good spell. I yeah, did amazing. I, I, I did mention covered in mud a second ago. I just want to tell you another one. Um <laughs> and look, again it's a situational as hell, but covered in mud. Um, Gary Percival mentioned this one as well, right? The way that it's worded, while it, that unit is in cover, it is not visible to enemy units. You could, rules as written, and tell me if you disagree, you could charge a unit into cover if you charge a unit and finish entirely within a terrain piece. Uh, you can't um, unleash hell on them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. You've already heard yeah. about that one, Tobes, like you thought about it. Uh, no, just you saying it then, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you Absolutely. can't see them. Yeah, yeah it's super, yeah. super situational. You'd need to play on a board where they have just like this massive lake in the middle of the board for it realistically to happen. But Also one puts 10 sentinels in cover because they want the cover yep. safe. Yeah. And you charge into that cover. Yeah. Look, it won't come off, but it's it's good to have up your sleeve, eh? Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, I just thought about when we're talking about um, covered in mud there. Oh, no, no, that's yeah. cool thing. That's what I mean about this army. There's so many fucking yeah, little janky cool bits of shit you can do. Like We'll be seeing this in two years' yeah. time, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty Hex, anyway. Fourth of four spells. It's, oh. uh, it's another oh, yeah. good one. It's another good one. So it's a uh, custom value of seven again, range of 12. You pick an enemy unit in range invisible, and until the end of your turn, ward rules cannot be made for models in that unit. Fuck you got track what do you reckon <laughs> fuck got trick fuck half guard fuck phoenix guard fuck, phoenix fuck techless with his silly little fucking bubble fuck everything with some garbage fuck your amulet of destiny eat it does god trick actually have the ward wording well? though yeah it's a ward save no but does it have the ward is it like this is it doesn't a ward matter save? it's it's a ward or is save it, 
No, because I'm just thinking it's an uh, it's an old scroll. That's all. Yeah, I'm so saying. it's it's in the core rule book and in the FAQ how they define okay. a war role. Yeah. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Then so, yeah, that's um, that's amazing. Yeah. Is this just yeah, a want, thing, by the way? It. But is it does it happen in New Zealand too? That fucking Phoenix Guard rule at least eighty percent four ups. God, I fucking hate Phoenix Guard. Fuck so those guys. Fuck uh, those not guys. not when Jimmy plays Simon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. No. no there's not there's not a lot of phoenix guard rocking around new zealand to be honest there, there are some but um there's, there's not enough to sort of take counters to hell yeah hell often I'll, they roll but ward saves are though. ward saves are going to be a real wish in this game yeah, yeah. And like you but, fellas said fucking amulet of destiny oh dude, like, just even playing you dress for a couple of games and you're like cool free out yeah. sweet. <laughs> oh and i heal sweet it's going to be in six to twelve months' time, when we get more of these books and ward saves uh, prevalent across special characters, which, to be fair, they probably should be, given their special characters and they need to be a bit more chunky than you know regular characters. There's going to be a lot of complaints about it because you're going to have bodyguards and the rest of it and healing and yeah. Anyhow, it's a it's a rant for six to twelve months' time. And again, it's another one where you can just take a take a bloody swing for the bleachers, right? You've got. Yeah. In Bone Splitters, you already had access to this in Drakfoot, but it's all you get. But you, yep. you give up so much to take it. Whereas in this army, you've got a strong army. And then if you find yourself in that situation where it's going to be massive, have a crack, roll two dice and see what happens. Like, yeah, it's, I, I think it's really powerful to put this in your list. This really is powerful. exactly what I was talking about in that Stormcast episode where I'm talking about like things you're barely paying points for but come through as a huge... The mm. huge variance swing. You turn off fucking that Frost Arc Phoenix's ward save. <laughs> Massive. You stop those Gargants running on the first turn to score their easy fucking three-point battle tactic. Massive. You get your vulture where you want it. You kill that fucking shitty two-plus save unit with the other spell. Like, all of these are fucking great. Nasty Hex is definitely the dirtiest of the lot. Mm. And that's a big statement when... Uh... Big Sean nearly fell off his chair when he read fucking chalk and mist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't wait for him to put down a Salicent Prime one day and be all happy and big dick. Yeah. Now I just take it off and kill him. I've never been happy and big dick boys. when a Salicent Prime drops for it. It's honestly, it's, here's time I put that cunt on the board. He just does four wounds and dies. Um, and now, and now he's going to do eight wounds over two. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not banking on it. I like the names of all these spells. They're pretty cool. That's like never here mm. nor there. But um, they've nailed the theme, haven't nah, they? No, four spells. Initial thoughts. Four spells. You go fuck. That's underwhelming. Four spells. Actually, pretty fucking amazing. To be honest. There's more fun. Um, yeah, there's. No. That's probably the best way to sum it, Peter. There's absolutely no fat. It's all fucking useful stuff that you would look to use in any situation. You know, the only the only one is maybe Nasty Hex. So if you came up against an army that didn't have any ward saves for whatever reason, but mm. you know, in, in a five five game tournament, you might get that, but you know, you're not going to remember the time that you didn't. Yeah, you could remove a ward save. You remember that time that you took a four up ward save off Nagash or whatever it is, you know, or God Trick, and you killed him in a turn, and you're like, "Huh, little shit, eat my dick," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And again, so mate, you can afford to punt on the situational shit because it doesn't come up. You you give out poison, you give out. I don't even know which one I'd take. Is the issue? Like, yeah. I if I could only take one, 
I don't know what one you fall on. You will on. never only have one wizard in a cruel boy's army, I'll tell no. you. No, that's yeah, I think and I think that's the luxury of it, is that you don't have to make the choice of just having one. You quite often I only have two spells. What's your two? What's your two, Sean, and what's your two tubs if you're only taking two? Because I think that's a realistic scenario. Oh we'll throw it to Tubby so I can have a drink. <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll answer. I, which I'll just uh, copy him. I like the vulture in my list, so I have all of them, but Fair. Uh, I'd be taking Choking Mist and Nasty Hex the majority of the time, those two. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah, agree that's more. that's literally where I was going to default to if, as well. If I'm running Double Shaman, I'm running Choking Mist, Nasty Hex. Yeah. Well, the main Double Shaman list, those are the two I've been taking. Yeah. But you yeah. could like you could legitimately take all four. And as you said, Tubbs, the, um, we'll come to the Vulture, but having access to this full spell law is fucking money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. All right, the clans, there's three of them. There's only, well, you tell me, right? But I'll, I'll tell you, Skullbugs is garbage, right? It's too fucking situational. It should start at a four and go down to a two. It starts at a six and goes down to a four. It's shit. Big Yellas, even in my flex armies, which are part combat, part melee, I don't think there's any such thing as a pure melee army. You'd be nuts. Mm-hmm. This army's only got two fucking units, right? Yep. So you're going to be taking both of them, and especially considering the shooting unit's more efficient at its points level, there's no way that you're not taking one shooting unit when you've only got two units. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm only taking one shooting unit in this army, I still take big yellows. It gives you access to your cheapest battle line, which is the biggie. Gets, yeah. gets you access to your cheapest battle line. The yeah. other two are, one of them's crap, one of them's okay, but big yellows are miles better than the other two, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think you can glue stick the bottom of the page up over the scuttle <laughs> thing. Um, grin, and, grin and Blades, I am not disappointed with that as a sub-faction, but it's got that it's a weird swing in the meta, I can't see us taking it. I, it's I think it's got the not visible rule, so Lumineth crap on it straight away. The preeminent shooting army switches off mm. the shooting rule. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I like about it, so what the rule is, is uh, your Subfaction keyworded units are not visible to enemy models that are more than 12 inches away from them. Um, essentially, what that does is for a lot of the shooting units with a lot of output or a lot of the armies with a lot of output, is it makes them come in real close to you on the first turn to actually get the output in. So mm-hmm. in this meta or a situation where that becomes a thing, like, say, Luminef drops off, there's another like KO-esque sort of army that likes to get in real close, not necessarily full engage, but this brings them a little bit closer to get the damage in. That's that's pretty good. But currently, as we're sitting, adding three inches to the range of all your missile weapons by your Oryx and rerolling ones to hit on the first turn, it's just too good to say no to. Yeah. Uh, as well as making your cheapest battle line unit battle line. It's yeah. And let me take them in nines, yeah. And let you take them in nines, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Now, even even in the melee focused mixed lists, I still take big yellows. It's yeah. it's a standout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's all right. Reroll ones to hit rolls is pretty sweet too. Yeah. yeah. The the subfaction. Not ones. It's not ones. It's one of the hit rolls. Oh, reroll one of the hit rolls of one of Which attacks. Which is still okay. great. Fish for the mortals, you can reroll yeah. two. Like you're only rolling a handful of dice. Like it, it's better than rerolling ones, I reckon. Well, and I mean, I think as we're all quite acutely aware too, um, they've made a real effort to cull rerolls. 
And I feel like we saw at the end of AOS 2 that rerolls is probably the best buff you can get in this game. In a game that relies on dice, being able to have a second go at, at rolling what you need to roll is probably the best buff you can have, to be clear. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, like Archeon fucks, but Archeon, when he rerolls, hits some wounds. Yes. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> real hard, you know. Yeah. So, War Scrolls, boys. Kragnos. The ender of tiny penises. Here we go. <laughs> Mr. Big Dick himself. What does he do, guys? Who wants to... Tubby, I know you've got a real love relationship with this man, as I've played against him on the old TTS. Peter, do you mind if Tubby takes this, or do you want to take... I don't know who loves Kragnos more. I know Tubbs Peter's written an article. Tubbs is you know what? You I, know what? I've just seen Tubbs turn the camera off, and I'm pretty sure he reached for his fly right before he did. You fucking take it away, bro. <laughs> no, Tubbs, Tubbs ain't no bitch. He's all about the danger wank, so he would have left it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going now, boys. I'm still going now. <laughs> I didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> right. Craggy's your boy, Tubbs. Tubby, Tubby give, us, yeah, give us the War Scroll stats. Give us the abilities and tell us why and how he's good, and I'll try to fight you on it. And Peter okay. will give it your give everyone his thoughts too, because he's much better at this than I. So at this point, I feel like Kragnos almost needs like a an intro. So Kragnos has basically been shit on since he first dropped. Shit on so hard that most people haven't even actually given him a crack. Uh, maybe they tried him in AOS 2. They definitely haven't fucking tried him in AOS 3. Uh, I was a big, big fan of his if he was sub 700 points. So when he dropped at 695, I knew he was just tickling my balls a little bit. So if we run through Kragnos really quick, he's 18 wounds, 10-inch move, 10 bravery, which is realistically 11 bravery, uh, and a two-up save. So the two-up save there is a key talking point. Um, next up, his first combat profile, six attacks, threes, twos, very important, minus three, flat four damage. That doesn't scale at all. So it's always 24 damage at rune three. Uh, next one is three attacks, threes and twos, again, twos, uh, rune two and D3 damage. And then his last profile, which is the only profile that actually scales, is six attacks, threes, twos, uh, rune one and two damage. So when you look at Kragnos, what you need to understand about actually playing against this model and playing with this model is this cunt always saves on a 2+. plus. You'll almost never get this model down to a 3+, plus save. He will always be saving on a 2+, plus. he'll always be hitting you on a 2+, plus, and he'll always be wounding you on a 2+. Plus. Now in AOS 3, Titanic Jewel is a thing. So against a monster, you don't even need to spend a CP. You're just hitting them on twos for free. Uh, if not, you're spending a CP to have them hitting on twos. Whilst I don't think this is a very good ally for the Auric War Clans, uh, I think this is a fantastic ally for Gloomspike Gits, and that's where I've been playing him. Um, what I have experienced with this model, so I've probably played somewhere between... 14 to 16 games with Kragnos, and I've lost one. Uh, what I explain to people at the start of the game is that if you don't have a substantial mortal wound output, uh, you're not going to be able to kill him. He's, he's not going to take damage. Uh, he's for everything. 
Uh, into a Zench army, you can't hurt this guy. He's a two-up save, so your pinky little minus one ring shooting from your pink Horus isn't going to hurt him. Your little shooting from your flamers isn't going to hurt him. Your spells, where you normally get your output through onto a big save unit, isn't going to hurt him because of his uh, ability on his war scroll. He shrugs spells, doesn't take spell damage, doesn't take just pure rend damage. He only takes substantial mortal wounds. So something like Cruel Boys can hurt him, something like Luminef can hurt him, something like a lucky Beast Claw Raiders player can maybe get him. But if you're just going in there with some Ren 2, thinking you're going to kill Kragnos, you're fucking dreaming. Uh, he has his best day ever. He has plus one save as a reaction in the combat and in the shooting phase. And then a cheeky Mystic Shield. You can get this guy down to a zero up save very easily. He's very much different to the rest of these big monster characters who all start on a three plus. So a lot of the time you do see them going back to a three plus. This man starting on a two plus is the big kicker. Uh, and so much output. So much output. Uh, up at 720 points now. I'm He still fits in my list, so I'm going to continue playing him. Uh, I don't think it's really going to change my opinion on him. I don't think he's for everyone. What's he's definitely not for every list. From what you were talking about, sorry? What's that, sorry? Was it 30 points difference you're talking about? 25, yes. He's gone up 25 points from 695 to 720. 720 so, for a complete fuck's sake in combat that can't be hurt by magic. Can't I mean, be hurt by magic. He can't, can't be hurt by magic. Well, talk about his special abilities. Talk so, 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 I'll, I'll so go over the context of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, they, yeah, if no one's ever heard this war scroll, lay out the war scroll so they uh, get an understanding of it. Yeah, sweet. So the reason why he can't be hurt by magic is what he does is every time he's affected by a spell or endless spell, you roll three dice, three d six, and as long as the roll is greater than the actual casting value of the spell, not where you've cast the spell on, but the casting value on the spell, uh, he ignores it. So somebody runs into you with an arcane bolt, you're all 3d6. On a 6 plus, you don't take the damage from the arcane bolt. Someone puts shackles in front of you, in front of the army to try and screen you, you walk up to the shackles, you roll more than a 6 or a 7 or whatever the fuck it is uh, these days, and you just charge right past them like the shackles weren't even there. Stop mm. you. Gemnids, anything. It doesn't fucking matter what it is. Warp Lightning Vortex, I don't care. If you don't cast a spell on a 10 or more, he's going to stop it every single time. Average on 3d6 is 11. So, unless you're techless, it's very, 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 very unlikely that you're actually going to get spells through on him. Because, to my knowledge so far, techless and now a spell in this book are the only spells that cast on 10s. And that's still like a maybe, <laughs> like a big maybe. Mm. Yeah, it's an edge case. It's a, you wouldn't stress about it, would you? Yeah. Um, what are, what are rules he's got, bud? So the the other one, which is actually quite underrated, is he adds uh, plus one to bravery for a destruction units hollow within twelve. Not I don't where care I about. We're going to go, but that's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to the fun one in a second. Um, that matters. I don't, that yeah, that it matters to your low bravery army. It definitely I, does. I don't, I don't really care about buffing my low bravery army. What I no. care about is I care about recover, uh, hey. recovery on Kragnos. Now he's bravery 11. Now I have to roll box cars for him to not heal wounds in my opponent's turn and in my turn. 
So if you do start chipping at him, <clears throat> he's just healing it back. You're barely getting damage. That's what I find. Like, I find he takes like typically about 25 damage across a game and doesn't die because he's, he's auto healing every turn, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of people would experience the same thing with Archeon being essentially bravery 12, is that he just heals for free all the time in yeah. in in your turn and in your opponent's turn. Um, he essentially is the same thing. It's just I slept on it until I started playing him. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the most whatever rule on his war scroll is damage him. He can yell. Uh, it's on a five plus unless he's taken ten plus wounds and. Realistically, he barely ever gets there. It's a very fucking whatever rule. He does some mortal wounds around him, and he breaks garrisonable terrain. So he doesn't actually turn terrain features off. So he doesn't break a Sylvaneth Wildwood or uh, like a being able to regen things from a um, from a Loon Shrine, but it will stop you being able to put models inside your Loon Shrine. So it's a whatever rule. Uh, <clears throat> rerolls charges and hit rolls if there's any Star Drakes, Dragons, all the new Dragon characters, Dracos, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Relevant now. You know, we Relevant this, now. We saw this, uh, what, four months ago, and everyone was like, well, that's foreshadowing, because yeah. that's exactly what it was. Uh, that rule's actually not too bad. He doesn't actually need to be in combat with that unit. He doesn't even really need to be that close to that unit. He just mm. needs to be within 12 of the unit, which is a pretty big distance when you've got a 130 mil base. He doesn't even have to be attacking those units, base. right? He just no, he doesn't have to be remotely close to them, yeah. He just, just has to be within 12. 12, and then he could attack something else and get all the rerolls. Is that right? Yeah. And now, remember this Let's unit... Let's be clear as well, though. Let's be clear. The arrival of Stormcast Dragons into the meta is... is yeah, yeah. Not yeah. good for Kregnos, yeah. anyway. It has <laughs> it not very bad for Kregnos, yeah. yeah. How, the fuck did he, yeah how the fuck did he drive that species to extinction? Like, I, I don't know. No, yeah. um, no. <laughs> Um, they didn't roll for ups on their mortal wounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's hitting on twos most of the time anyway, and winning on twos. So re-rolling hit rolls when you hit on twos is fucking pretty whatever. Um, and then everybody knows his charge damage ability. So once he finishes a charge, he can do one of two things. He can do D6 mortal wounds to each enemy unit within one or two plus, uh, or he can pick a monster roll 2D6. Uh, as long as you don't roll a 7 on the 2d6, it's just multiply the two dice together, and that's how many mortal wounds you do. Uh, it's very which is, elegant design, by the way, isn't it? Like It's very nice for all. It's equivalent to a 2-up, because mm-hmm. the like a natural 7 is a 1 in 6 chance. It's equivalent to a 2-up. It, it, it's so cool, man. I love that. that that's that's his signature ability, right? Yeah, it's a it's a big flavor rule. The first time you go into something and you do 15, 20-plus mortal wounds... Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, 14, 14 models is actually a lot more likely. It's a lot of mortal wounds, yeah. You pay a lot of points for that. More likely yeah. to think. Um, it's great. Problem with this man now, the arrival of Krill Boys, <laughs> the faction that loves Kragnos, shits on him. The arrival yeah. of Stormcast shits on him. And now the boogeymen that were already there for him, which is Lumineth and kind of Beast Claw, kind of Beast Claw, um, now we're getting too many armies. So yeah. I've found that a lot of time this meta is very like paper, scissors, rock. As long as you didn't come into that Luminef army, Kragnos was just fucking slapping the shit out of everything. And um, as a counterpoint, he was fucking strong against giants who have been very strong in the meta. Yeah, if you feel like a god of war when you fight giants. <laughs> they can't fucking hurt him, man. He just waddles around and then he's really good armor says he gets Ren 3. You've had, like, that, you've had that experience, I reckon, Tubbs, where you have that turn where you... 
because you're playing Gloomspite, because I played yep. him in Gloomspite as well. He was in my Squigs army. Mm-hmm. He slapped fucking Mystic Shield on him and sent him off on his adventures. Then he's up the hill. He's on a one-up save. Your yep. opponent's about to have a crack at him. And on their turn, you say, okay, best day ever. Now I'm on a zero-up save. So all of your end two, I'm still fucking saving on twos. And yep. then that shoulder's just fucking sag. Yeah. I cannot deal with this guy and he's just going to go bam, 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 bam and fuck a giant every turn. Yeah. 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 He was, he's a god of war against giants who've been so fucking strong in the meta, but is there probably potentially have had their window and as these mortal yeah. wound armies are becoming more? Yeah, I think giants have fallen yeah. out now. I think yeah. with the arrival of Cruel Boys and Stormcast there and them. Mm-hmm. Cruel Boys. Oh, I don't. Cruel Boys and Iron Jaws actually more than Stormcast. Um, that army's gonna fall off. I think the Oric War Clans book is the the Sons of Behemoth killer. I've never had dramas beating Sons. Not all flavors of Oryx and Orgas have always had a good matchup against them. Yeah. But so yeah, they're gonna become more popular. I don't feel like we need to dwell on him too much since he's not really a Oric War Clans unit. I know he's in the book, oh, but he's yeah. so much better than Gloom Spite. So you're with Gits, Tubbs. What's that? You're running with Gits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, run, I'll run over my list. If anybody wants to try it, um, it's been very successful, and it, I think it's still really good. Uh, once the hype for Stormcast and Crawl Boys maybe tapers down, it might still be as good as as it once was, but with a few more counters. Um, so I don't actually need my phone to pull it up. Well, just direct so, the blog post if you could have been fucking bothered to write it, eh? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I definitely could have put it in the blog post, but uh, unfortunately, yeah. didn't quite line up. Peter, just keep, keep listening to Dagger. Peter, quickly, why Tubbs is trying to navigate his cell phone. Uh, do you have any anything to add to Kragnos? I mean, you we have, well, you lads have spoken about him for a bit, but he is a god after all. You know, like he's a god well, of destruction. Look, I, I've written probably about five articles on the cunt. He's, yeah. um, he's overcosted. He's good. He does what he does. I will say, Sean, I will say, once I put him on the table, I fell in love with him. I I was, I didn't want to like him because I was outraged. Neither. I wanted to hate him. When you put him on the table, you you fall in love with him. He's your boy. He is your boy. He just feels just feels like a combat nuke to me, to be honest. And it's like, you just I mean, and this is from a guy who's never played with him, so don't take my word over Peter or Tubbsy's word here. But it just seems like you want to get him into combat as quickly as you can to start fucking shit up as quickly as you can. And not so much earning back his points, but just causing mayhem. complete mayhem through yeah. your opponent's army. And if That's he's not... Feeling, it's like... Charging from behind screens, he needs to charge every turn. If yeah. he gets pulled down, he's fucked. It's like the same that I play Scarbrand. If Scarbrand dies before he does anything, it's just like... There goes 400 points. That was fucking bullshit. You know, but this guy's almost double that. So, but this guy's a bit more resilient. My other observation, I reckon, Sean, would be that um, I've written articles about how I was planning on taking him to Australian Masters before that got canned. And I submitted the list to take him to Australian Masters before that got canned, which was Kragnos in about 150 points of squigs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I did say this, yeah. And that might give a little bit of context to why New Zealand always fucking stamps on Australia when the two of us. Because that was an Australian Masters list. <laughs> well, don't you guys don't you guys have like the Masters of Friendship over here or some shit? Now? Like the <laughs> co-current Masters or something? 
Oh, there's uh, there's a bit of a bit of um, controversy about that, but since you've invited me to fucking trample through that minefield, I will. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Sean loves a there's, bit uh, of we've, technically, we've technically got three masters right now. I recognise two of the three. So we had a bit of a. Oh, it's even better. You recognise two of the three. Yeah, I'll tell you the background to it. Right, we had masters coming up to two years ago now, where Matt. Tyrrell took a very new army at the time, which was OBR, and kicked everyone's butt. And he was playing top players with top armies and good on him, and he won it, and he deserved to win it. And you know, yeah, it's a couple of years ago now, and he's still. Um, that's exactly what I did. Well, masters, fucking good on you. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. I did the Matt Tyrrell Masters. That's what I did. But anyway, you're obviously not enough of a man to take crack yeah. squigs. So you've probably done about as well as you could do, I reckon. Yeah. Um, anyway, you're telling the story. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Tyrrell, Tyrrell took OBR and kicked everyone's butt and good on him. He beat nothing but top players with top armies all weekend, so he deserved it and he won it. Then he was the master. And then after that, last year got delayed because of COVID and it got extended by a period because also there was a bit of a realignment of calendar years to general's handbook years. So there was, you know, the season got extended and moved about and COVID knocked it about. And we're, it was finally decided that we were going to have it a couple of months ago in Bendigo. And you had two players in Australia who I think it would take a, okay, it would take a psychopath to argue that Corey Papp and Joel Graham did anything other than dominate that almost two-year window. They kicked both, they barely dropped a game between them. They were the two top players in Australia, no doubt about it. And when Bendigo Masters got canned at the last minute because um, State Borders slammed shut right before Masters was meant to take place, it was the decision was taken by the Masters committee to award Masters to Corey Papp and Joel. And fair play to them because they'd won every tournament pretty much. Yeah. They'd, they'd smashed everyone. Good on them. They deserved it. Um, the... Just because we weren't there, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> All right, okay. It's <laughs> Mate, so... I almost qualified for your Masters one. Yeah, yeah. I was like ranked 20th, and I was like, oh, should I go back for one more go? <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's got an asterisk if, um, if the Sean's weren't there. That's fair. But yeah, the um, they decided to, well, they didn't decide it, didn't it? It got been because of state restrictions and so on and so on. But they decided to award it to Corey Papp and Joel. And I, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I thought it was. A fair decision, and I, I'd certainly recognise that they've kicked everyone's butt. And then um, shortly afterwards, the Facebook post got edited to, to and I, like, I can't remember the bloody word, and maybe you fellas can, but they were co-masters, and there was also the interim reigning master, which was Matt Tyrrell. And I, like, I don't know the background, but I would imagine that someone's got in the masters committees here, and when I say someone, probably Matt, and said, "Hang on, I haven't had a chance to defend my title. This isn't right." And you know that you couldn't argue with that as well. Um, and the, um, the the Facebook post got edited, and yeah, so it was a whole fucking storm in a teacup. Uh -huh. But yeah, I, I would say from my point of view, good on Matt. He was the master, but he hasn't been or he hasn't proven himself to be the top player or the dominant player in Australia the last two years. For my money, that is Corey Papp and Joel, and that's why when I say when I recognise those fellas as masters. That's why they've they've dominated. They've dominated. If, so if, if New Zealand was going to play it like that, no masters actually ever attended the uh, the following masters. Yeah, yeah, so no master, master has ne ever 
gone to the next Masters to try and do the uh, the back-to-back. So I feel like we could just do the interim. Is it interim? Is it correct <laughs> word? Masters, all of our Masters so far. So <laughs> Julian, uh, James Page, myself, and Sean, all interim and current Masters, Sean. So we'll, we'll fucking bring the post up like that next time. I don't so think that's enough titles. Master. I think we need more titles. We need fucking <laughs> interim <laughs> reigning, intercontinental, people's champion, housewife's favourite. <laughs> the list goes on, Peter. Jesus. It's like you're writing this story, you know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's I, I can so I had seen some of this from afar, and by afar I mean like Twitter and some Facebook screenshots. So yeah, yeah. with some context behind it, it makes a lot more sense. Um I can kind of see where I can see where Matt's coming from as well, because I'm essentially going to do what he did, which is <laughs> just take a year off and just play random shit. Um, but at the same time, really, the the issue here is COVID just fucked everything up. It's yeah. it's not it's not anyone's fault. It's just COVID. No. It's just yeah. made it impossible between lockdowns and so on. So, I mean, if I get a vote in this, which I probably should, given that I'm the New Zealand master, I reckon Dave Kerr should be awarded the master. So you can have the the free peak masters um, trophy there. So. Yeah, I like Dave. He's a nice. Yeah, master. shout out to Dave Kerr. We're a big shout out podcast, Pete. I don't know if you've noticed this, mate, but we are a big shout out podcast. So oh, shout out. Shout out, Tower. We're doing some shout outs. Yeah, shout out, Dave. You know who I'm going to shout out? Go on. I'm going to shout out my brothers at Measured Gaming. Let me tell you a little story, fella. Let me tell you a little story. I arrived fucking fresh off the plane about six, seven years ago in Australia. Didn't know a soul. Started to get into Warhammer. Went to Bendigo. And those cunts up there, fucking, honestly, I couldn't ask for anything more. They took me under the wing. Great bunch of blokes. Apart from Pat, he's a fucking arsehole. Rest of them, great bunch of blokes. And they've done so much to help me settle in Australia, feel welcome in Australia, feel part of Australian life. So shout out to the boys from Measured Gaming because they didn't need to do that. I'm also going to shout out Corey Pat and Joel Graham. Both written great articles on the blog. Fucking dominant players. Great guys in the win games the right way. Now very, uh, what would I say, table etiquette. Very strong on the table etiquette. They don't push. They don't bend rules. Um, Joel Graham's kicked my butt on table one round five twice at tournaments. And I've got to say, both games were very, very, um, very sporting occasions. So Joel Graham, Corey Papp, I like to have a beer with. I've never played him. Co- uh, Joel Graham, great guy and somebody I would consider a close personal friend. And my final shout out is going to go to the Kenton crew, which is Ro, Adam, Jay and Ken and Shane. They're my local guys. We're affiliated with Measured, but we're not in Bendigo. And we uh, <laughs> we're we get on the piss most weekends and roll a few dice and we um yeah look we uh we took on the bendigo measured crew and um just before christmas it was uh we gave them a good crack like it was three two we played three rounds it was five player uh five player teams they beat us three to every round so we gave them a good knock but yeah we um we're really i think the the goal for us as a is a kitan chapter of measured is to get a team for runax this time next year hopefully take on the kiwis and hope you take hopefully take it down a fucking peg or two. <laughs> that's it. No, it's, it's really, and that's, um, that's one thing we do love to hear on this podcast as well. It's obviously like, you know, mates, supporting mates and, and shouting out mates and propping them up. So big shout out to that because we all are just a bunch of fucking slightly different by society's 
standards, I guess, people that play with toy soldiers. Oh, sure. Um, I mean white men, that's, but that's a different issue. <laughs> but it's really cool to hear that, you've, you know, obviously you've come um, from the UK and you've relocated into um, the middle, well, you're outside of main region in Melbourne, but, you know, it's sort yeah, of, regional is, is it rural? Is that what it's called? Regional, 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 yeah. It, it, yeah, it, I, I don't yeah. want to speak too harshly about knowing the area too well, to be honest, um, and that the lads are taking you in, so that's that's fucking, that's choice, that is top. And it, that's what we love to see in war gaming. It's just like, yeah, the, the guys and girls just been big love and big support. Well, sure. so that's, and speaking of that, though, Sean, right, there's a bit of fucking tangent there, but when you say the guys and girls, wouldn't it be good to see more women getting involved in the hobby? Like, sincerely, uh, yeah. yeah. right? Wouldn't it be good to yeah, see that? Wrong. I wish there was a way we could do it. Yeah, we used to have a, a healthy base of um of female players in, in New Zealand, especially in Wellington for a while. When you, you know, you go to, like, a 30-man tournament and you see maybe four ladies, which was really, really cool. Um, unfortunately, okay. it's, just not, it's just not the case anymore. We've just they've relocated and moved away or have different interests now so um but no this prob this this hobby and i mean sorry this is in the middle of a battle time review but (laughs) but i but i I also don't really apologize because i think it's a big social issue that our game has that we need to uh improve somehow if we want it to grow and if we want to spread the positivity and joy of wargaming to the wider community uh and i think that needs to involve diversity to be quite frank Mm -hmm. um it really isn't. I'm going to get in my soapbox now, so you better stop me. Uh, but but the wargaming does really have sort of. I don't know if it's a problem, but I'd almost want to say it is a problem. Be it is a problem. Be honest. Um, yeah. And I'm yeah. It's it would be cool to see more ladies, more non-binary, more minorities, more people of different ethnicities, cultures, colors, etc. And there, uh, more diversion. Just more people having fun and fucking rolling mm-hmm. dice and having time i mean obviously yourself you've relocated around the world you've been absorbed by a community who loves you and enjoys your company um as you mentioned you have close close personal friends uh you guys you know get together on the weekend roll dice drink some beers whatever it is there's hundreds of stories around the world of the exact same things happening and i think we just mm-hmm. need to celebrate those but anyway in new zealand right if you you know if work told you okay you're going for a couple of weeks to work in i don't know what town there'd be somewhere right you could turn up in that town and you know someone you could go out for a beer go out for a counter meal at the pub and you would mm. go to Warhammer. yeah isn't it, amazing? isn't it amazing yeah it's it's definitely been the case we have a lot of uh a lot of brits coming or englishmen i guess you'd say uk people whatever you want to call them um sorry this was really poor um coming to new zealand for for work and uh, especially where i live in wellington we have a lot of people come to wet a workshop which did lord of rings and all those movies and hobbit and the likes and they come on short-term contracts and they uh for the most part are normally into to warhammer and the likes so we do get a lot of um yeah. people coming in and it's the same thing you know like i've had people over um and you know and i wouldn't normally have spoken to someone on the internet and invited them to my house to play war games, yeah. which is real Amazing. funny but but for war gaming i've done it a number of times you know so anyhow yeah um, sorry just quickly where's Corey and joel base are they both based in victoria as well no, 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 no. I, honestly Corey pop message each other i know the guy reasonably well because i've had a few drinks with him at a tournament but um don't know him that well because he's from queensland oh joel he's in queensland Green. Yeah. He's a Queenslander, yeah. Joel Graham is a Victorian boy, and yeah, he's a close personal friend. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a local fella. Well, I say local. He's from uh, Wodonga. Yeah. Wodonga. Yeah, means nothing to you, does it? 
Oh. I may as well have made up the word. <laughs> no, but yep, but, <laughs> but to be fair, there's um there's a Gisborne just south of where you are, if I'm reading this map correctly. Check you out, yeah. Yeah, yes, so so yes, there you go, Tubby. You could That's be in Gisborne, Victoria. You could Maybe be moved to Aussie and nobody knows. Well, it's the area as well. It's got a McDonald's. There's, there's no seat. There's no seat. Is there a KFC? Nah, fuck that. Nah, there's oh, no, no KFC. I wish there was. Yeah. There. That sucks. You KFC fella. Terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. You. I'll I tell you what, mate. You need to move to Bendigo. Measured gaming is <laughs> rife with fried chicken. <laughs> nuts for it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, just the, the image of someone moving somewhere for a KFC. Yeah, shout <laughs> absolutely shout out fried chicken. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I did have fried chicken for dinner, so yeah. Now, Tubbs, I reckon you finished yourself off with a Kragnos a while ago. Are you ready for Gobsprack? Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong. You love this fella, so, I just had a good good opportunity to tidy up my room after <laughs> I finished over Kragnos. So is this guy another special character amongst... The yeah. warplanes. Okay, so there's, there's two big monsters in the book, right? There's the croc and the vulture. There's a named croc, generic croc, named vulture, generic vulture. This fella's the generic vulture. So no, 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 he's the named vulture. Sorry. Uh, so this this guy's got not a lot of love I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of his though personally. Uh, essentially, essentially, what he is is he's a 300 point monster character uh he's a wizard a two cast wizard uh 14 inch flying move uh he's a totem keyword which is quite nice uh and his his court sort of gig is that unbinding spells uh he flips the mortal wounds over to them and once per game he has like a not an auto unbind but a, a much more reliable unbind um the best part about this guy uh, and why I like to play him in my list, which I like to call like a, a gambit list, is he lets you do two two things that, that nobody else really lets you do. Um, first one is when you issue uh, the redeploy command ability, uh, you can reroll the dice for mm. how far that unit redeploys. So bear in mind, he's so a totem, good. so it's wholly within 18 of his big monster base. Uh, you can re-roll that dice, which, as we know, That's if you move winner, one inch, right? That's a game winner. Yeah, yeah, you move one inch, it feels like you've wasted your command point. You move six inches, it feels like you just five-headed them, won the game. Fuck you, <laughs> take your shirt off, scream, run around in the room. Yeah, exactly. You, you check a barrier, eh? you get your top off and you get your fucking... You know, Absolutely. Skin out. But no, that, that's huge. You can't understand it enough, because rolling a one, you're like, I've wasted a point, rolling a six... And your opponent is likely going to waste a point on a reroll, which probably won't succeed. I reckon about 30% of my games come down to a redeploy at some point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or a pair, I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Or can it's I make this a... unreliable charge with a reroll? It's just mm. like, sweet. No, I can't. Cool. Game over. Such a game changing ability. Uh, yeah. And then on the same ability, no in addition, just another, another little paragraph. If this uh, unit issues unleash hell, do not subtract one from the hit rolls. So when we get to it, there's shooting units. They all hit on twos. We can get them re-rolling ones with the sub we talked about earlier. Why uh, do they so hit on twos? Because they're fucking sick, cunt orcs, Sean. They're not sniper fucking SEAL Team 6. They they're fucking are. Of, they're a bunch <laughs> of swamp rats. What the fuck? 
Um, so yeah, so you're just unleashing hell at full capacity. Uh, and unleashing hell in this army, you're using the profile that hits on two, so you're not using the other profiles. So it's nice. It's a nice little extra. Really, what you want is for the redeploy. Uh, yeah. As I spoke about, he's a wizard. He can cast two spells, unbind two spells. Uh, very importantly here, he knows all of the spells from the law. So yeah. as we talked about earlier, all four of those spells are fantastic. Sometimes situational. If you just know all of them, it doesn't matter what you keep paired until you at least have the opportunity there to get the spell off. And quite um, often, dedicated wizards are going to be giving out poison and elixirs, right? So it, he he gives you actual access to the spell law, even if you're giving out your mortal wound buffs. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, downsides to the model is he's got a five-up save base. He's got a yeah. six-up ward save, but like realistically, that just means he's a sixteen-wound model, not a fourteen-wound yeah. model. Uh, what you'll see with a lot of these heroes is their bravery sucks ass. So realistically, they're not going to be able to heroic recover. So from my experience in games so far, it's not even worth having a crack at it. Uh, I would prefer the command point a lot of the time. Uh, Or even the extra unbind. Extra unbind on the guy that does damage when he unbinds. Uh, Sorry, you can't put it on him. Was it actually online to you? Um, But yeah, extra command point. Super juicy for a redeploy from this boy. I, I like that. So he's got the 3d6 unbind once per game, right? Does he have a plus to cast? No. no so that's... he's casting on sevens, and then the Crawlboy spells are like sevens as well again, aren't they? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there's, there's six and sevens. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the downside to this guy. The only way you get him plus to cast in Crawlboys is by taking a, um, a rogue idol, uh, which I don't think is worth it. Honestly, I think you take him for like the a gambit ball. list or the the ability to use those command abilities at a, in a in a more efficient and more reliable way uh, you take him as a fast moving monster that can do things in the late game you take him as a model that can score you easy battle tactics uh, and then have pretty uh, once per game pretty good unbind and maybe you get a cheeky unbind off but if you get those spells off it's just an added bonus he's 300 points he's 300 points yeah it's so cheap <laughs> Yeah, real, real, realistically. I think that's very cheap. You, you, you're going to pay 200 points for a 14-inch move flying monster. Mm-hmm. So you're paying for a two-cast wizard at 300. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I I think at 300 the points. The armor save sucks, though. That's a concern. He can die in a turn. Yeah. That's a real concern. Yeah. Peter, sorry, yeah. your thoughts, mate? Right. It's, it, it, in some ways, it's um, you can look at it from an angle that it seems OP. You can look at it at an angle that it seems awful. It's actually bloody nuanced design. I think it's pretty... I don't know, 300 points seems really good. You think he's undercosted, yeah? No, I don't think he's undercosted. I think he's maybe about right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not making it into a lot of competitive lists that I've seen. He broke it at six wounds. He moves 14 inches. What's his role? Is his role to cast good magic and then to support people with Unleash Hell and um, Redeploy? Yeah. So he's sitting behind shit, right? He's not yeah. He's not forefront yeah. stuff. Is he any good in combat? He's fine. He's remember, remember, all of his attack profiles can do mortal wounds. So when you look yeah. at all of his... So you just want weighted dice. Yeah, don't worry is, too much about the rend sometimes. So 10 attacks. There's like I think twenty or eighteen potential damage in his 
in his profile, which could all be model wounds. So and he's a special character, so you can't give him traits or anything of the sort. Or yeah, correct, yeah. Turns, oh, turns fours and fives, he's playing the game, moving around the board, charging mm. against the little units, the little heroes, or whatever's left, whatever's scoring, if you get down to there. I feel like 300 points is still pretty good. For a, a character that has utility, casts two spells, and can carry out monstrous actions just for those extra victory points during the game. I don't know, that's just my perspective. No, I don't know, but what about you guys? Probably the reason I'm concerned he's fragile, though. I'm really concerned he's fragile, and he can't. And Tubby's brought up the awesome point that he is very sick, so it's poo, so he can't it's not reliably heal. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, sorry, Peter. No, no, you're right. You're, you're right. The, the, the bravery, the... Well, the bravery I haven't heard many people talking about, so Tubbs is um, quite insightful there. The head of the curve. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. But people talk about the save. People talk about the lack of bonuses to cast, which are both valid points. I think probably the where he gets squeezed out isn't 300 points in a vacuum is fantastic. Where he gets squeezed out is that gut repairs are so fucking expensive. Yeah. So it's he on his own merits is very good. I think there's probably the internal balance on this book might be a little bit skewy. Yeah. yeah. So where does he fit in amongst everything else is more mm-hmm. the issue than him you, himself. Yeah. You you quite often if you just look at pure points value, the shooting units are more efficient and they're not that stressed about plus one a hit, because they're hitting on twos anyway and they really want mortals. So yeah. it's, it's it's like as you said, his role his role is probably if you want to play this army on hard mode and really do the two hundred IQ plays about all the really yeah, parts of the yeah. terms and and you know that that's that's Tubbs's game, and I think he'll fucking smash it. But yeah, I, I can see why, I can see why a lot of people aren't putting him in their lists. But yeah, look, he's I, all I see when I look him at, at, at him is just possibilities. Like mm. get get Southern Boggy missed off. Everyone's minus one a charge except your boys. Hit a five or a six inch redeploy. Now they're a nine or a ten inch charge instead of a three inch. Charge. Yeah, but you like, can't. There's, there's there's so many fucking janky little bits of crap you can do with them. You can move them with your own spell. And then get hex off. You can uh, set up a whole list. My whole list. It's got a whole way that you play first turn, and this guy is so key to it that we can get to later. His redeploy roll followed by his unleash hell roll on the first turn. Mm. Super juicy. Just sets up trap after trap after trap. It's really nice. But how integral or important, I guess you could say, do you see Crawboy's magic being to the overall success of the army? Because I don't, I don't feel like you could reliably use this guy in a competitive level to get spells out because every... Sorry? Do you care if he dies? No, I'm not you lose, about him I'm just points. talking about him casting spells in general because he gets bullied by Seraphon, Zench, Lumineff, yeah. any Nagash army. Like, he doesn't yeah. win. He, he will beat, like, he'll beat out Stormcast and Magic and other armies that don't have pluses to cast, but anything right. that has pluses to cast... I don't know. Like, yeah, that's fine. It's, it, I mean, it, you're talking about it, using it for Jack, and I'm talking about yeah. 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 I know. Is yeah. there any other two cast wizards in this book? No. And none of the other wizards are going to cast spells in this book. Uh, stinky. It's, it's, I, I just, I'm reading this title, The Mouth of Mork, and I wish he was just a bit fucking bent, to be honest. You <laughs> like a re-rollable redeploy is a game-defining ability. No, no, that's cool, but I just feel like he could just be more, I don't know. Anyway, I'll let you guys bicker about it. I, yeah, I'm on the fence. Like, I just think he's he embodies the faction really. Like, in a vacuum, he's undercosted in a lot of ways, but he's also got so much fragility built into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got so much opportunity, and he also lacks in a lot of the areas. He's 
my the, the the key reason why I'm still cool with him with both those traits is that if he dies, I don't really care. That's true. Like yeah, his three is three hundred points. I don't really care. Yeah, he's got some game defining abilities, but he's not priced as such, right? Yeah. Like I don't uh, care. Look, it's fine. Let's bash on, and then we can get to your list, Tubbs. Absolutely. I know you've got a fucking sick list with him in. Yeah. The next one is the generic version. The model is yeah. quite a bit different, actually, but two hundred and forty points, and he's a he's a hero, not a wizard. It's kind of the combat version. Mm-hmm. His gimmick is commanding view, which is that if he issues a command ability that someone else has already issued, you can do it twice in that phase. So a unit can't receive it twice, but he can issue it for a second time, which is pretty good. Like so you two units, Overwatch two units, and they can they can double up with the other one if you want to put 540 points into vultures. Yep. Anywhere on the board, is it? No. Within his range. Oh, okay, so he yeah. also has the totem keyword, so it's also so 18 inches. 18. Yeah. That's still pretty good, though. Like, it's, to be fair, like, it's very good. And it was a really good shooting against. Yeah. He's, he's got the, he's got the killer shot. boss rule that helps protect against battle shock. So he's he's really in competition with the, the two starter set killer bosses. And if you can find the points, he's probably worth it. He's very cheap. But what like, I found two, is he can't find the points. 240 is a lot. It's <laughs> Seems like a good value. Two two forty. You compare that to some of these stormcast characters that have dropped. They're like two ten points. Which There's is like a which is fourteen inch flying move that <laughs> with the fourteen wounds. I mean, it might sound a bit myopic, but honestly, I would strictly compare them to stormcast because this is one of two new it's, battle times. Two new books, yeah. So that's that's why I wouldn't go. Oh well, compare them to fucking like a mighty Lorna corn on yeah. whatever it amount is, like. You compare them to the new book stuff, and I'd say that's um, it's not, you know, like I mean, as Rob sort of banged on about the Stormcast book it being boring and they've stripped out the rules. This is what's going to happen. We got yeah. used to seeing War Scrolls that were two pages, and it just, in my mind, at least, got fucking stupid and silly. So yeah. I love seeing refined War Scrolls like this. So I love it. He's oh, 14 really? wounds with a four-up save. He's got some attacks. He's quick before he gets hurt. Uh, his bravery is pretty poor again, so he's not going to, you know, heroic recover consistently. But you know what? He's got some really supporting good bits, and he can go fuck around in combat when he needs to. And by the way, he can move around the board pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And he flies. Yeah. And don't don't forget, you can take the command trait and the spell on him, so you can get this guy yeah. moving 42 yeah. inches and then charging if you mm-hmm. get lucky or you really feel like it. So the the mobility of this yeah. unit, 240 points, is actually super cheap. It's whether he brings enough or you can make him work enough in your list without it. And I think to do that, you need two units you really want to unleash hell with because it's the most powerful way to use that ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And try and get that, I think it's 22 wound, 22 damage essentially on a, on a war scroll into something that you want to get 22 damage into, into like a backline character. Uh, with eight, eight, nine wounds, something like that. If I can get in there, get some damage down. After he's done his role supporting, um, but, but I think the while I've written lists with him in it, I've wished I had spent my points somewhere else. So far, the other vulture can do what this guy does for an extra sixty points, and he just gets two casts. So maybe that's why I like him so much. Mm. Cool. Um, and then you get to another killer boss with a small amount. Yeah, I th- just think 
this is the worst of the lot. I, his yeah, profile is completely, yeah. completely fine, but I think currently at 170 points, there's a 180-point guy that rides a big troll that does his job better. I look at his base profile, 10 wins, 10 move, 3 up save, 7 bravery. And, right. you tell, and you tell me 170 points, I think, pretty good. But yeah, he is in a vacuum. He is well pointed. Yeah, but you're right. The rest of it is he's eight attacks, so he's not doing as many more. He doesn't have as many chances. You know, if someone runs away from battle shock, you only lose one, and he gets plus one to hit when he charged. Okay, cool. So he's not overly synergistic. Well, I think I think the rule that all three killer bosses, Vulture, Nash, Tooth, and Foot Slogger, have is the um, the anti battle shock. Yeah. Yeah. They all deliver that. It's just how many points you want to put in your list how, mm. how much you want to invest in them but it's it's not to be underestimated because um the, it is a low bravery army yeah mm. yeah it's a it's a great role because it doesn't cost you a resource to use it you just lose mm. one cool point. Yeah. i think i'm more interested in his consistent 10 inch move with his 10 wounds to be honest his non-bracketing profile which is like in aos2 we would have said that's borderline monster profile mm. wait it's pretty good for what yeah. we've seen though wait until you get a couple couple pages over for, okay. for 10 points more what you, what you can get i think all right boys so where, where are we going from here uh the boy on foot the boy on foot is essentially the same thing like pete was saying it's how many points you want what, what's the that? name on boy on foot bro uh killer boss was stab cross so it's the same thing the killer boss same ability uh, you just lose one guy if you take battle shot within three of them um, he's 110 points, so he is actually super cheap. <laughs> yeah. Six way model with a three up save, because um, you're not going to take Four the shitty uh, three up save. There's an option there. Yeah, there's an option there to take a flail well, or a three give up him a save. Shield. Yeah. yeah, so don't take the flail, that's stupid. Um, I would rather have two of these guys than, um, than the other one. I don't mind this guy too much, but he's not making it into my list at the moment. I'll put him in a couple. Mm. Yeah, you could run. Yeah. Yeah. And the next one's crap. You wouldn't ever run. The next one's the Merknob Belcher banner. Um, it gives you okay. a five spell shrug costs five points less than a shaman, I think. Ninety-five points here, ten points there. So this is like the night relictor is what I'm hearing. This is crap and you wouldn't take him because there's something slightly yeah, better for slightly yeah. more points. He just doesn't really like he's ninety-five points for a totem for the five up spell shrug, which all sounds really good, but like the army, everything is quite expensive. So finding 95 points that you want to spend on a hero that may help you against some armies is just not enough for me, personally. And the thing is, like, if you want a spell shrug, you want it on your, you know, your dominant unit so that it puts people off trying to cast into them. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't do that because it's a bubble. So they're like, well, you know, I'm going to have to cast anyway. And then it probably gets through and it probably does nothing. It just... Um, He's been squeezed out a little bit, I think. He's 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 a unit champ for me in a lot of my um yeah. units, and I think maybe um maybe they're overestimated a little bit how much you are willing to pay for that ability, which isn't crap. Like yeah. it's not yeah, a bad ability. He's not it's not a bad ability, it's just you're so bloody squeezed for points. He just doesn't quite make the cut. Yeah. Cool. And then on to literally Swamp Caller Shaman. The highlights model, everybody's going to put two of them in their list almost. This is the guy, this is the new hag queen. This is the shaman, right? We're talking about the shaman. Yeah. 
Cool. Give me give me the rundown. Why do we want him, and how does he work in an army? So he's a one cast wizard that will never cast spells. <laughs> oh, that sucks. How many Shit. points is he? He's one hundred and five points. Wow. He wow. has the same spell as uh, the boy on the vulture. Uh, add one to charge rolls for cruel boys board wide, and minus one to charge rolls for enemy units board wide. Very good spell. Uh, unfortunately, you're not going to cast it uh, because instead of casting it, what you can do is at the start of your hero phase, there's a lot of words here. If this unit is more than three inches from all enemy units, instead of attempting to cast an endless spell or cast any spells with this unit in that phase, important bit there, you can't just give them the arcane tome and just give up one spell. You give up all of your spells. Yeah. Um, you can say that he's brewing a poison or an elixir uh pick one friendly cruel boys arc unit wholly within 12 of this unit and more than three inches from all enemy units so it needs to be wholly within 12 of him and the unit you're doing it on has to be outside of three inches of enemy units and at least one model has to be within three inches of that model so there's two requirements you've got to meet there you've got to be wholly within 12 of him with at least one model within three of them uh, you can give them a poison or elixir. So the elixir gives you plus one save, and the poison lets you do your mortal wounds on unmodified five plus instead of six plus. So essentially what you're getting there is that luminous spell that lets you pop your mortals on fives instead of sixes, except you don't have to roll any dice. You just it just happens. Follow, yeah, you just have to follow those. It's, it's the old fucking necromancer strict. in the block of skeletons or zombies is what it is from like OS1. Yep. Where you just put your, your hero in the middle of the block and then they can never kill it because he just keeps shrugging wounds. But in this case, he just keeps making this unit better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So obviously that literally doubles your mortal wound output. It's, it's fucking amazing. Fucking it huge. just happens. Yep. Yep. Any buffs it's that just true. happen for the sake of it and you don't have to roll. The, like, when you can eliminate dice from this game, which is silly because it's a dice game, you're winning. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this guy's 105 points and just does it for being on the board. He's the I mean, of wounds. Yeah, 100%, Peter. 100%, man. It's, he's, he fucking slaps. This this guy, you will see be a minimum one in every list, probably two in most lists. Yeah. Um, he's one of those where you want three, but then when you start slicing and dicing, the third one drops out here. Eh? Yeah. So are you doing the unmodified wounds on five plus, or are you doing plus one save? Uh, the, the mortal wounds, I'm guessing, are, yeah, yeah. And doesn't that tell you something? Because plus one to save is normally like gold, right? Isn't it? it doesn't it tell you something? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Plus, you're 100% right. Sort of, yeah. In my Stormcast, I mean, I'm thinking, can I get more than one Castellan? Um, yeah. Or can I get two Castellans? And, and just because he does, and he's more points, he's 155 or whatever it is, because he just, again, just does a thing without any requirements. He just does something and buffs something, and it's consistent as long as he's there, and that's what this guy does. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, fucking, I can see why the internet is going, you know, goo goo or whatever over this guy. It's, he's it's money. It's it's straight yeah. money. Yeah. It's yeah. So yeah. Good. Uh, importantly, it has the same thing as the Stormcast guys kind of have, where they've got a buddy. The Stormcast guys have Griffhounds. These guys have Grots. So he's got a pot Grot. So what it means is you put a dude within one inch of him and you can measure from that base as well. So 
he's a 40 mil base because bottle. Because they count as one unit, yeah. yeah. But he also comes with a 25 mil base bottle, so um, it gives you a bigger range for the aura, and it also lets you slip that one inch, that 25 mil model, and one inch gaps and in, coherency uh, in and units if you need a little bit more range, which I most of the time do on my list. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, have you got anything to add to it? Oh, look, like um, like Tub says, every list will have one. I think every list will have two. You want three. <laughs> and isn't it isn't it something incredible that we just talked about that spell law? Probably the best spell law in the game. Yeah. And you've got a wizard who will never cast a spell. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's um, it that ability is just uh, it's the heartbeat of the army. In some ways, you could say that it's a weakness as well because having played a lot of Auric War clans. I know that having everything hinge on a war chanter, or in this case a shaman, where if you can't shoot them off, you're in deep shit. If you can shoot them off, the tables are flipped. It's um, it's it's a weakness and a blessing. But I think the cruel boys have got so much work around, and you can get to very low drops. I don't see this guy as being a liability or a or a fragility in the army. I, I see him as being um, something I'm very happy to have. Very, very good piece. Mm. Excellent hero. Even his war school spell. It's one of the best war school spells, right? Yeah, it's fucking great. It's just board wide, plus one to charge, minus one to charge. And good reverse yeah. plus one on that war school. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, another reason why I like the, the yeah. vulture guy. This guy's never casting spells. Why pass up on that great spell law? So if you want to go the techie direction, you can make your opponent minus one to charge with the rerollable redeploys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking crippling. Yeah, it's brutal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal as fuck. Which then again combos with your commander trait of having three units attack when you charge, well, yeah. in your turn, because you're dictating when the combat's been fought as well. Mm. So it's just layer upon layer upon layer of buff and fucking with your opponent. Mm. Yeah. Anytime you can make your opponent, anytime you can make something harder for your opponent is always a good time. And AOS auto sometimes feels bad, but yeah, it's. Somebody a winning formula. Uh, should we move on to, is it Gut Rippers? Is that how yep. it's pronounced? Go ahead, Buzz. Yeah. So the main so this, line is, unit. this is what we're synergizing with the Shaman, is amongst other things, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. In my list, it is. Yeah. Some people believe that it's purely a shooting list, but I really like these guys personally. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because we'll get to that in a minute. But five inch move, five of say five bravery, two wounds. Um, and then you've got, what, a spear and a axe? Yeah, so you the Dominion set comes with spears, thank God, because yeah, take the spears, not take the spears. So uh, the spears are two inch range, two attacks, four fours, whereas the other ones one inch range, two four threes. But really, you're looking for the mortal wounds, aren't you? Because there's no yeah. random damage. You're on 32 mil bases, you want the two inch reach. Yeah, 100. You want 100%. the same You want the two inch reach. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah, look, yeah. these guys are great. Love the unit champ, which is you get an extra attack. Okay. Um, plus one bravery. Look, if you start taking casualties, you're fucked anyway. You, unless you have a killer boss nearby. What I do like though is the musician for plus one to charge. Yep. Especially if you if you've got a spare cast off your, if you've got a backboarding shaman, if you if you have a crack at it with your vulture, you can be plus two to charge quite easily. But the big thing is the um, the mortal wounds. These guys have got two attacks each on a two inch range. And when you look at the buffs, the swamp caller shaman can make it pop on a five up instead of a six up. Yeah. So it's 
you know, a unit of 20 is putting on 41 attacks every five ups mortal. And there, well, that's just yep. positive, isn't it's, it? it's, there's some big numbers. There's consistently <laughs> 10 plus mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ways to make it even more that we'll get to. Uh, something that really surprised me about this unit was I didn't really care too much about uh, the scare tactics rule that comes from the shields. Uh, but after playing it in game, Goes off way more than I'd expect. Like it was actually much more impactful than I expect. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So how so, it works? So what what does it do? Yeah. How it works? Uh, at the start of the charge phase, so both your charge phase and your opponent's charge phase. So ten phases over the course of a five ten game. Yeah. Yeah. So if the unit of gut rippers that you're picking is more than three inches from enemy units. You can pick one enemy unit within 12 of this unit that is not a hero or a monster and roll 2d6. Now you add one to that 2d6 roll for every five models in this unit. So you buy this unit base at a 10. So base, smaller size, you add plus two to this roll. Uh, if the roll was equal to or greater than the bravery characteristic of the enemy unit, minus one a hit for them. So I've personally been running my gut rippers in 20s. So what happens is you pick a unit within 12 that's charging your buddies or charging you 2d6 plus, plus four, four. Yeah. equal their bravery. You know, uh, a, a 10, bravery 10 model is charging you, you're only going to hit a six on 2d6. It's mm. much more reliable than I thought it was going to be. That's interesting, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Now, there are a lot of points. They're not cheap. That's what I thought too, Peter. I yeah. thought there were a lot of points. But, right, but I think you look at this and you think that the only battle line, it's the battle line unit, they're 180 points, and they are. When you actually start building lists, there's ways to, I think, like, you tell me, Tubbs, you've played more games with them than I have, but yeah. I think you either go, you either invest in them or you don't. If you think these are 180-point screening unit, then you're probably doing it wrong, right? No, you're doing it wrong, yeah. Yeah. The way I look at it is you get a lot of wounds for your points, realistically. They're less than... 10 points per wound uh, which is well well pointed like that's that's a that's a good ratio of points to wounds so whether they survive and get slapped or they get in there and they get some output a 20 man unit is 40 wounds it's not just going to fall off the board to anything they actually have to put some resource into it to kill that unit uh, and i was very surprised by the survivability of this army okay Five ups though, and everything is rend. So I mean, I guess yeah. you've also got all that defense. Yeah. So Shout I out expected all that it. Defense. I expected it to just fucking disappear the second someone looked at it. But realistically, all the lists that I've been writing are 140 to 160 wounds that are going to be minus one a hit a lot of the time. Um, maybe minus one a hit in the first turn. They're actually sticking around a lot longer than I thought, especially with the output it can put out. You're really reducing your opponent's output by killing their models. It did stand out, I've got to say, when you went from the Dominion box to the book, a lot of things, points shuffled around, but these guys stayed static, and I was very surprised. But you know what? You played, you you've been the you've been the one playing the games. Um, there's there's probably um, there's probably a good reason for that, eh? Yeah, I don't think 180 points is honestly like <laughs> I don't look at them and cry like yeah. 180 points. I'm happy to pay 360 for 20 of them. Yeah, like, I think that's the thing. Like you invest in twenty, or you you chuck in a screen of crap. You yeah, don't like, use them in a complex unit. Yeah, a a, a three hundred and sixty point unit with one buff is going to do like 
12 to 13 mortal wounds in combat and then put the other buff next to it now it's going to do 20. just about just about 20 mortal wounds in combat and on your watch that's, that's 20 20 fucking 60 mortal wounds before you get the swing back yeah 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 that's a fucking sick combat unit like and then you look at it and realize it's got a big short prize in vindictas yeah yeah it's it's um it's really <laughs> yeah yeah it's um yeah no i it's it's a lot for a, a, I don't know my opinion from the outside looking in is mm-hmm. it's a lot for your battle line unit to start at 180 points yeah yeah it is. but I feel like if you take the narrative that Tubby's talking about where you don't look at it as a tax like I've done for Stormcast for years but you look at it as a strength and you reinforce that unit at least once to give it the 20 my only concern is battle shock although I guess if you have a killer boss nearby they only lose one, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. They are hard to fit in, though. If you're talking about three units of these, three tens, tens don't do much, right? Tens don't do much. No. But you have you're three probably... tens and a killer boss, that's half your army gone, right? Yeah. But that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's over a thousand points, right? So that's mm. a fucking big investment. But at the same time, as Tubby said, it's 40 wounds to remove per unit. Uh, mm. It's a lot of wounds on the board, um, especially coming from playing Luminef where you only have maybe 80 to 90 wounds in your army and you're really yep. relying on those five ups. Yep. That's all fair. And I think the thing is as well, like um, they're not, you can build your list that you've got either a killer boss in there or two big units. One of them's inspiring presence. One of them you try and build for triumph. Yep. And then if you're yep. building, yeah, so you, you can build around it. You've got options. You've got you options. went exactly where I was going to go. You're not spinning your triumph on anything else because it doesn't matter. So yeah, it's, yeah, 100%, you're spending a fucking triumph on ignore battle shot. Yeah, that's the bone splitters mentality, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now moving on to the crocs. We've got two good crocs. Which one do you like? Do you like the I, named or the generic? I don't like the named. If I have five points left and I want an extra wound, sure. But I almost absolutely always take the other guy, the unnamed snatcher boss. Fair enough. Well, I, I will say I. I also take the generic mm-hmm. more often because I've quite often only got one monster in my list, so I want him to be the command trade artifact caddy. Um, yep. The you know the bet is garbage. We don't need to cover the bet. But the the what I do like on the named one is the slightly enhanced snatch and grab, and that's a bit of loss aversion again. Like if I've got it in my head now, I will have that game where I roll exactly equal to. Yeah. And I'll just know that if I had the named one, I would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just for your benefits, just for your benefit, Sean, they're very, very, very similar war scrolls. Like probably the most similar war mm-hmm. scrolls I've ever seen, Tubbs. Yeah, yeah. They're um, if if you wiped out the names, most people would glance over. If they didn't pick up on the wounds characteristic being different, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, that was that was the first thing I looked at. I was thinking, fifteen wounds is a really odd number of wounds, and and yeah. that was literally it. It's because they took the other one and added one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, look, the only differences between them, they've got a tiny difference in melee output. Uh, one of them's got, well, they've got, I'll, I'll tell you what the ability is. They've got a pluck, right, where you, you know, the, the Star Drake nom nom. Yeah, yeah, just pick a but, unit, pick a model, pick, sorry. Yep. Pick a model. They've got, these fellas are kidnappers, they're slavers, and they've got the best version of that going. <laughs> they're slavers, though. Yeah. That's... You're all, well, yeah, but they, that's what they do. They're, they're kidnapping people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not nice guys, but yeah. They do well. look like thieves. Sorry, I was going to say something and then I stopped myself, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up and go on mute. 
smart decision. They've got uh, <laughs> they've got a, an ability. It has to be a seven wound model or less. So you can't just spike and make a twelve wound model. But they've got a, a, an ability where you roll two d six, and if it doesn't have a mount and is seven wounds or less, it disappears. You, it's slain. Yeah. You've, uh, At the you've end of the combat phase, right? So that's the best you catch you up, drink off care. Best time to do it. Yeah. Best time to do it. So it's a coherency fucker. Yeah. If you get with support hero, you might, you know, you can nick a cathalor, but more often, more often you're stealing uh, your brain. The named one does it on equal to, the generic one does it on greater than. That is the main difference between the two war scrolls, right? But the, there's little tweaks to the various stats. There's some bullshit theme rule about having a bet with but the big thing is we're on a four up save so quite good 14 15 wounds quite good eight inch move below par yeah yep but it's a consistent move the move doesn't break it so that's that is true yeah and you can fasten you can give them fasten so they can yeah, yeah. yeah you can give them fasten so don't really matter they're, they're, they're relatively slow not a big deal but what you're taking them for is the snatch and grab. But the big thing on the war scroll is the uh, the Sludrager venom. Yeah. <laughs> every time you roll a six, you do one extra mortal wound. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not oh, just boy. melee weapons. Shooting. Not just melee weapons. So, yeah, shooty boys are doing three mortals instead of two. Yeah. Uh, gut rippers who are chucking 41 dice in a big unit. That, uh, every six is two mortal wounds instead of one. It's, it is specifically only on a six. So if you've buffed it to be a five with the chamois, oh it's God, still, yeah. the fives do one, the sixes do two, or the fives do two, the sixes do three. And what that's max of to me, I don't know if you uh, you had the same thought when you read this, that's max of to me, some play tester got their shit pushed in when it double-doubled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It double-doubled, someone got tabled in two turns and they said, nah. That's um, like, it's, of, I, sorry, keep end, going, Toby. End of the day, these models are 315 or 320 points, the named ones. Oh. They've got just about 30 points of combat damage, uh, can pretty much all do mortal wounds. They've got mm-hmm. a 14 wound profile, a decent save at four plus, and that ability, hold within 12, they're a fucking sick piece and a very key piece to the army. This is the model. The monster that you'll see multiples of in a, of in a list. Um, it's a cool model too. It's a great model. And yeah. Cheap. Well, how big's the base? You know. Uh, so I'm pretty sure, but not 100%, that it is the same size as the gun hauler base. So if you have a Dominion set, a Cruel Boys Dominion set, I'm pretty sure it's the same size as uh, your killer boss riding the oh, riding yeah. the mount. It's a bigger oval base. Yeah, yeah. A, Bigger than a monstrous cab, but not as big as one of those 120 by 90 um, monster bases. I also, but I may, I may be wrong. I also love the bite damage profile. Oh, because I, I, I hate defreeze. Mm-hmm. So it's, it starts off just for people that don't have the book. It's D3 plus 3, and then brackets down to D3 at the bottom. So it goes D3 plus 3, D3 plus 2, D3 plus 1, then D3. And even D3 plus one is reliably... I mean, it's only one attack, which is a bit shit now that I look at it. It's, it's affected it's by sad. its own aura. It's affected by its own aura as well, right? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so it's, it's only one attack. It's to fucking roll a six and get a blowjob. But you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you roll a six and it can be like four, eight, eight mortal wounds off one dice, right? 
yeah, yeah, that's um, that's yeah, that's pretty amazing. But I just love to see a D three plus a little bit damage. Mm. Um, three fifteen, eh? Three fifteen points. Yeah, bargain. Yeah, bargain. Yeah, he's he's going to be a very awkward model to price, kind of like the cauldrons and and mm. Kane were. They yeah. have fucking heaps of output and heaps of support utility as well. Um, they hit like dragons. These hit like dragons. They have huge buffs. These have huge buffs. Um, I don't think we're going to see them go above like 360 points, 340 points maybe. 360. These guys are going to go up hard. Like they're, Remember, they're but we're in the new way. Remember, where everything's generally expensive, but... Well, they're 315 now. I think they're going to go up to at least 340 in the GHB because they're they're too cheap at 315. The internal balance in this book's way off, though, right? Yeah. 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 But the yeah, point seems to be pretty inconsistent. Yeah. I've got a lot of lists where I'm running two of these. And the reason I like that is, like, firstly, you can spread out, the, like, as Tub said, the, the buffing your shooting pieces early game. Mid game, you step up the board, bam, bam, bam. Got Ripper's Wah, sorry, uh, Cruel Boy's Wah. These are melee pieces in their own right. They've got yeah, like they 13 attacks at multiple damage. Deck. Three, two, D6 plus a million, two. They, if you roll halfway decent, these guys are kicking out a lot of fucking mortal wounds in their own right. Yeah, they got a juicy attack profile. Lots, yeah. of, lots of attacks. A lot of Ren 1. A number of different attacks. That's all right. But, like, you, but you don't care about the Ren 1. That's exactly. Something. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're, lever- you're leveraging the mortal wounds. You don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, I've written, I've written it's literally how many attacks can this one guy do? Okay, you can do 40 Both attacks. Yeah, Sweet. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Heaps. That's good. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, I've, I've written lists around two of these where my turn one, bang, bang, bang. Turn two, um, cruel boys, two, um, two, two snatcher bosses in whatever melee unit you pick, like 20 grippers or whatever. That's your wah. So you can flip you can flip from shooting to melee like that with mm-hmm. these guys. The, the support both. Yeah, cool. they're, they're sick. Love them. Ordered, cool. ordered, ordered multiples. Awesome. Big, big thumbs up from the team here, lads. Uh Marsh Crawlers Slogos, is that who you say? It? Yeah. <laughs> Another super fucking underpointed model. Um, yeah, what's a 150? Is that what I saw? Yeah, so what you're paying for is you're paying 150 points. Cool model. Uh, for a 12 wound model with a four up save that gives out a plus one a hit for <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Dude. 18. It's he's got so good. And he's got a snatch. Yeah, he's got a snatch. He's got a decent combat profile. Uh, he heals. This this is. I don't find myself putting this into cruel boys. Pretty much at all. But Plus I one do, hit, holy of an eighteen, dude. Like, what am I putting it on that I care about this going on? Yeah, your your army cares about not, words. You're yeah, right. I'm not putting it on my gut rippers. I don't have enough monsters to so send most of that. It gets more use in iron jaws and bone splitters. Is that what it you're saying? Gets gets more use in big wire. Gets more use in gloom spike gets. Gloom spike gets. That's it. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. You agree with that, Peter? What's that, mate? You agree with that? Amazing war score, but better as an ally? Not so 100%. much. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's weird. It's, do, weird. it's a great it model, but you never, you never really take it. Trogs, in the Trogs chat, people went lost their shit when they saw this guy. They love him. <laughs> yeah. Getting your, getting your rock or titman twos, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. 
this guy's serious business. Not a command ability. It's it's fantastic. Such a big aura. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so generous. So generous. Yeah, whatever. You're gonna have to dedicate some something to kill him though. You can't just be like, cool, I'll just chuck my token battle line unit at him to deal with him to slow him down. No, you gotta kill him. Uh, it yeah. strikes me that looked at the miniature and thought, this is a fucking ugly sculpt. We're gonna have to do something to move these. <laughs> 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 He can heal as well. He can, which is good yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. He's, he's he doesn't 150 fit points is so cheap. Twelve it points is too cheap. Yeah, yeah. Break uh, Trogoth. This is oh, maybe. Are you running one? No, I like it. Maybe in future I'll find him in. Um, you can even this. This is like he actually probably works as a spam meme army with um. Yeah. With one of those little Dobby guys running around. Uh, yeah, this is the guy who benefits in the yeah. army. This is yeah. the one, yeah. Three of these in a Dobby, that's an army. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So just just pay in mind, this guy is 180 points uh, for a five-inch move, so pretty slow. Uh, 12 wins with four-up save, fantastic. Not a monster, so it doesn't break it. Uh, not getting you points, but not giving you away points. <clears throat> He's got five attacks, uh, threes, threes. No rend, two damage, but they can proc the mortal wounds. Uh, and then most important attack profile is he has four attacks, three threes, rend two, three damage. Uh, but at the start of the combat phase, you can do D3 mortal wounds to him, and for each mortal wound you do to him, add two to the attack's characteristic. So do three mortal wounds to him, plus six attacks. Now he has ten attacks on that profile, so it's 30 damage profile. This guy really slaps for 180 points. Try not look really too, slaps. Try try not look too smooth, Tubbs. The compound of what other armies have gotten. Fuck, he's off his tits. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 wonderful. I tell you what, I had a little bit of a meltdown when this war school first got revealed. I thought he was underpowered, and I I had a strong feeling. I had the Kragnosses right. I looked mm-hmm. at Kragnos and thought that is a fucking sick 500 point model. That's going to cost 700. Yeah. I looked at this and thought, this is a sick 200-point model. That's going to cost 240. Yeah. And yeah. then I saw his points, and I did a 180. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's great. I love the fella. The only thing I would say is I, I, he's, he's another one of those. You put him into lists, you trim, 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 and he's the one that falls out. Because he doesn't yeah. – yeah. He's, a, he's Althorian, yeah? He's another Althorian. He plays in – he's so efficient. He's hyper-efficient. But then when you look at how you actually win games, does he help you win games? Maybe no. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to write him off because he's so fucking yeah, oh, like, man. He's sexy. Like, yeah, you could chuck him down a flank and let him go to his own thing and, and you could redeploy him. Last. Yeah. You could redeploy him. You could use your super sneak, yeah. redeploy him, fuck off a screen, move him in the movement phase. Yeah, then. I was gonna say you can make him move in the yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And just sort of send him on his own way and see what he does and hope for the best. But Yeah, and it's not true. That. But, that is not a dumb decision. No, no, not at all. But when you said Peter, you know, like, how does he help the rest of the army? It's just like, yeah, actually, do I want him or do I want, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. So why the, my biggest uh, point for taking this model is your army relies so heavily around mortal wound output. This is the one model in the army outside the shooting that can put output out there 
that's not mortal wounds. So you've got a, a potential 10 attack profile at three damage. Nothing else in the army has that sort of output. The only thing, the only counterpoint I would make, Tobes, I've literally never heard anyone ever talk about this guy ever attacking with anything less than hitting three on his D3 extra attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking time he's hitting you with, bam, there's my seven Ren 2 damage, three attacks. But yeah. you know what? Even if you take the fucking mean or the median or whatever, who cares? He's a fucking beast, man. He's a force to be reckoned with. He cannot be ignored and he cannot be trivially removed. No. He asks questions. Yeah, and 10 points more than, than, the, than the guy on the mount. So Yeah, I run a couple. You know, but I, I, I also he's a slappy hero and that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that thing where slappy monster heroes get you win your games. Do slappy heroes win your games? Not necessarily. Yeah. That's, yeah, where, that's, that's where he really falls down. If he had the monster keyword, he would actually be better, even if he bracketed it a little bit. If he yeah, had, like... You'd take that for the cup in his five, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's it, yeah. Look, in I isolation, think... a good scroll, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think he's sharp, He's so sharply pointed that he might break that rule, but yeah, yeah. If I, if you ask me if he makes my list, not yeah, I, I wish. I don't disagree with that at all, Peter, because like, I can't think of much of a... A, a better fighty character at that at that points bracket. Like I think he's very aggressively pointed, for lack of a better term. That seems to be a buzzword floating around in the podcast world these days. Um, because of the, so base nine attacks. If you're chanking, uh, yanking, sorry, not chanking. If you're yanking, you're going to get at least one more. So it's at least base ten attacks, if not twelve. Yeah. yeah. The possibility is um, quite it's quite amazing, to be honest. Baseline great, upside amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, he is good. Uh, yeah. Slit us. Hobgrots, however. Are they poo? Less what? so. Less so. <laughs> what's, what's, what's your opinion? Because I've, I've got a hard and fast one. All right. I like having the option to have an 80-point worthless, trash, shit piece of garbage in my army, which is what these are. I like having the option, though. Tell me your opinion. I think if you're taking super sneaky as a command trait, these guys are an auto take one unit. Fair play. Yeah. I don't I'd like. Well, would, would ten be enough to seal off an objective? No, you're not stealing an objective. You're literally doing the exact same thing as a unit of untamed beast would do for your army. You've got a pre-game move to push people out, or you've got a ten-man unit that you can throw in front and take an objective with. Because otherwise, what have you got? You've got your 360-point unit of gut rippers. Just one 10-man unit. You're not going to cry about spending 80 points here, I don't think. The only reason I disagree with you, Tubbs, right, is that they are the only cheap wounds in the book. They are mm-hmm. not the only cheap wounds available to the book. So what I would say they're in competition with is shooters. Yeah. Which are slightly cheaper. Yes. And when I say shoot as I mean gloom spike gets like twenty dickheads with bows. They are twenty points cheaper for a unit of twenty, so 140 points compared to two times eighty. They are neg one to hit in combat, and they have a five up save instead of a six up save against shooting. They are garbage, they are shit, but they are slightly cheaper, and in my opinion, slightly better shit. Yeah. Only I found myself take the only reason you would take hobrots is because you can look at points per wound, blah, blah, blah. But actual minimum points, taking a unit, yeah. the, just the minimum cost of unit, 80 points is 
really cheap. And then they fall into competition with Dubs uh, Europe. Who do they fall into competition with? Snell fans there he is. Really want to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. This is yeah. a fucking gloom spike point of the core. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's I, I, I just feel like the fall between two fence posts. Yeah. Joel Graham used to, when we were banging about fucking big wireless back in the day, Joel Graham used to talk about putting rippers in. And he sent me list after list after list with um, ripper snarl fangs. The, the hob, the the git mob, bloody yeah, yeah the the git mob war band from Underworlds. He used to send me so many lists with them and never ran them at a tournament as far as I know. But he was the first one who was sharp onto them. And when this edition came out, I just think they elevated in importance so much. Yeah, they That's, are. Go on, yeah, go on. The, the I think with the ally options you do have, I think both of those options are better than these guys. Yeah. That's why. Purely, I think, if you're taking Super Sneaky, you take these guys because it gives you that uh, pre-game move option that no yeah, other... Pre-game you know, move, then you can pre-game move these. Yeah, gives right. you, you know, yeah. No. So say if you're going up against a shooting army, you can chuck this unit forward and, and screen them out. Uh, what I do think will be an issue for these guys' is longevity is when they drop the, the Warcry Warband or the fucking um, Underworlds Warband or whatever it is that's coming, um, is that less than 80 points is that 80 points does that do more than these guys do for that because all you need is that keyword all you need is the crew boys keyword to um to redeploy and that may kill even seeing 10 guys anywhere so you put one unit in your list one unit yeah yeah if i got super sneaky and it's not fucking ripping my balls out to do it i'd take one unit no that's fair that's fair i can see that i can see that it's just it just stops so many so much bullshit <laughs> like I, I i just find too much use for for a pre-game move like that for 80 points like everyone loves untamed base so if you got sneaky super sneaky this is essentially the same thing if you want to use it defensively garbage upfield yeah i can get with that next unit's shit isn't it manscure bull boys i don't think i've seen a list with a minute yeah we can probably skip those eh? i think you'd take 21 to a list and then <laughs> Yeah. You win two out of three games. Uh, yeah, this is what the internet's blowing up about at so the this moment. Is, this is uh, the Stormcast Dragons, essentially, is what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the equivalent of the Stormcast like, Dragons. Like, obviously not like for like War Scroll, but this is what the the buzz is all about. Is yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Why <laughs> Why do we care about this unit? It's very cheap. It's a hundred cheap. It's it's 120 points. I was going to die to a stiff breeze with six up save. Yeah, yeah. So it's 120 points for uh, six wounds, which if they don't move, have four attacks, two threes, rank one, two damage. Obviously, they can do mortals. Six. Uh, uh, so on a six to hit, two mortals. Boy next door, three mortals on a six to hit. You can buff them with the shaman. Start doing models on fives. Pretty juicy. Uh, where people are getting really horny is if they move and you're taking them in big yellows, they have a 15 inch range that shoots two attacks. Uh, start putting the shaman buff on it. Now it's two shots each. So we've got seven shots to a three man unit for 120 points. Five ups doing mm-hmm. two wounds. Six is doing three mortal wounds. Pretty good output. Really good output, actually. Um, this unit's fantastic. I don't need to tell you why it's fantastic. And what I feel like I need to tell you is why you don't want to spam the living fuck out of it. Yeah. Uh, 
is because all going well, off middle. Let's go. Yeah, if if you want to take eighteen of these guys, that's going to cost you seven hundred and twenty points, which is more than a third of your army. For what's eighteen? Thirty six wounds on a six up save. Um, <laughs> um, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you you run into any army with range. I know you can hide them in the mud. I know you can get away with that. If the train's not in your territory at the start of the game and you go into a shooting army and you can't hide your nine-man unit, you're fucked. Like, you mm. literally are going to lose 720 points. Turn one. And you can tell me that you're going to make a one-drop army and you're going to make them go first or you're going to go first or whatever to make it work. But you have 36 points on a six-up save and I just... That's just too fragile. The range is too short. It's too hard to get them all into that effective range. 15 inches is shit. It's a lot of output at 15 inches, but it's a shit all, close range. And then if anybody fucking looks at them, they all fall over and die. It's. I, I like them. I have 12 in my current list, but that's probably where I'd stop. Hmm. That's enough for me at the moment. I don't spend a third of your army on these guys. It's it's you're taking your your army from a potential four one or five zero army, like a solid four one list. So you could be taking them to tournaments and going three two and going, what the fuck happened? I've got hmm. all this output. I do all this. Oh, it's just because I run into a KO army and then a Luminaire army. Yeah, but if you build your list in a way like that. You're setting yourself up for failure. Don't blame the army that you got paired into. You know yeah. it's a possibility. You've done this. You spam these. You fucked yourself. Yeah. You fucked yourself. Yeah. There's too much shooting that shoots without range or that just teleports in your face and shoots your shit off. Now an AOS 3 <clears throat> with a 44-inch table width-wise, a 12-inch deployment, you can't hide a 32-mil base from an 18-inch uh, shooting attack on the deep strike. Hmm. And these guys have a 32 more base. So no matter what you do, you're going to fucking shoot them. You can take Super Sneaky and put your Hobgrups up the field. Sweet. That will save you for a turn. They can just chill out at the back of the board and shoot those Hobgrups off. Next turn, move up, kill you guys. Like It's just too fragile. It's too hard to get it across. You need someone to make... You need to threaten those objectives that people have to start coming to you or, or have the ability to get your models around the board and, and spread that threat. And I just don't see where a Krill Boys gun line does that. It just falls apart way too much for me. Couldn't agree more, Tubbs. Krill Boys gun line's a trap. There's so many people that I've seen chucking lists around saying my list does this many mortal wounds and that many mortal wounds. It's not going to stand fucking first mm. combat. Like, they've gone... They've gone stonks on ebay and they're going to be the first thing that everyone sells like people are going to panic sell them when they put them on the table yeah we've seen this heaps of times before is a scroll drop in an army and everybody will lose the plot mean and then they actually put it on the table and they're like not mean not mean sell 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 yeah so scroll's great model's great don't spam it that hard yeah so if we just quickly put 
a fairy crafted not even like don't even give me a list but mm-hmm. if this is the focal point of the army and this is what the internet is telling you uh i'm not trying to be off meta i'm just trying to put it into very practical terms and you're running up against for your example tubby it won't be a 5-0 or a reliable 4-1 list mm-hmm. if you get to say a tournament and you've won your first three games and you go into game four what armies are you likely to see just top of your head like, at the moment yeah it's uh, like today like if we were playing right yeah, now we're, if we're playing right now uh, i'm so, thinking archeon slaves Bellacor, yeah so you're gonna see you're gonna see zinch yeah archeon all kinds of goodness um scary one you're gonna see daughters of cain daughters uh-huh. of cain shoot these off um, anywhere on the board uh, they've got a teleport and a run 2d6 and shoot you can't hide these guys from that Luminef, D3 Mortal Wounds pops a unit of these. Yeah. 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 If, you, if you get a unit of fucking pink horrors in range of these guys, they're dead as shit. Yeah. Like, pink horrors can kill fucking all of them. Same question to you, Pete. If we don't list any armies, you check them out there, bro. Any Gargants, you know, what armies are we seeing at, at round four if we've gone perfect free and no at a tournament that this might come up across? The, the best list, this this could come up against in a tournament is soul blight because it doesn't have any ranged output any army top table army with ranged output scares it even gargant throwing rocks scares these guys yeah they don't have the saves they're too fragile they're too like they're cheap for their points but they're gargant throwing rocks scares your unit like it's, it's not well designed isn't it i think it's it's a great unit this unit's fantastic it stops you spamming it by it yeah. having a six up save yeah. Really nice. And a 5 up bravery, too. Yeah. Is also... What about the kill balls? Are you running them? Um, I over-egged them. I just took kill bows in my first list, mm-hmm. and then I quickly decided that's not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Fantastic into monsters. But I think I would always have one or two units of bolt boys like or one one or two reinforcement points with the bolt boys so you're in both yeah to each kill bow yeah so i wouldn't take two kill bows by themselves i would take two bolt boys and one kill bow or just one kill bow by itself or you know like four bolt boys and two kill bows if you wanted to go real shooty i would i wouldn't go just spamming on on the kill bows because the second they come up against something that's not a monster and a hero's not in range to shoot, their output isn't very good. If you're just shooting one wound guys, you just got one shot at two damage, it's like very meh. Even a two wound guy, three wound guy, you've probably just got one shot at two damage, maybe three mm-hmm. damage if you're lucky. It's just, I, I got to that stage where I was like, oh, I thought I had shooting output. I don't have shooting output now that his monster's dead. It was really good for that, but but then it just was like whatever. You think that the the answer is a balance of the two? Yeah, I think you want a balance of the two. Yeah, these guys have fit their purpose fantastic. They absolutely fucking dickhole monsters. But the second the monsters off the board and they're keeping the heroes outside of twenty seven inches, they don't do anything okay. anymore. Yeah, I've not been putting them in my lists. Um, but yeah, look, I've not been playing many games with me either, so... Yeah. More survivable, 
than the Bolt Boys is something that I really like about them. Yeah. Five up save and five wounds. How many points today? 130. So they're 10 more points than the Bolt Boys. Yeah, so you you have to kill it off before you actually lose any efficiency is the thing. Yeah, that's Which that's why it makes it more survivable. But yeah, you're right. As soon as monsters are off the board, their purpose isn't. Great shooting clear. heroes too. Yeah, like heroes. Yeah, heroes is really good heroes, as well. Like five wounds, six wounds. Yeah. Yeah, you could you can quite reliably get three or four damage shots in on heroes, which is nice. And then but, uh, yeah, bold boys, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, the second there's nothing like that in range. They just don't fucking do anything. <laughs> cool, cool. I wonder where your points went. So, cruel boys, right? Yeah, cool that's boys. the end of them. That is the end of them. Where do you see them standing? Give me a give me a tier. Tubs. Oh, I love this. I love this meter. Mm. Fantastic. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Wrong. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think... If we put... Luminef, Gargan, and Doc, and Zinch, and like the toppest of the top tier. Wayput and Stormcast. Wayput and Stormcast. Oh, fucking, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think I put Stormcast in the same tier as these guys. So I think I put them one tier below, but I think they give big issues for some of those armies. Like they kill Gargans. I think these guys don't go into Gargans, yeah. I think both do. What's that? I think both new battle tomes don't go on Gargans. Don't no no I don't think they're the top tier army not at all I think that's they're just what one, he's saying. One notch down. So, yeah. Um, no, I, I'm not saying that. Well. Okay. Are they dog on Gargans? Are you are you telling me A tier or? Yeah, I think they're like an A. I think they're they're up there. They're not the best of the best though. What about you, Sean? Um. Quick summary review. I think they will. I think they'll bully the mid tables, and okay. they can poke at gargans as we've just spoke about. Uh, I feel like they'll poke against some stormcast armies. I don't feel like they poke against. I, well, I don't think they poke hard enough against. They might poke them in like trouble. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Like slaves, luminaire situational maybe. Uh, yeah, I think I put them in an, maybe an A to a B. If that, I feel like they'll upset armies that are less. I mean, this is such a fucking cop out statement, but I feel like they can't hang with the big boys except one being Gargans that mm-hmm. I can think of at the moment. Uh, but I feel like they've got enough play to fuck around with the the mid. Uh, the mid table, so like a, a free two to four one army is what I'd say. So probably in that A tier, depending on how you build them. Like, are you gonna are you gonna go shooting, and you're gonna put all your eggs in that basket, and then you're gonna come up across the Zench army, and you'll kill Gargans, but you'll lose the Zench and lose the slaves and lose the Seraphon, or are you gonna go merely spam with like fucking heaps of gut rippers and do something a bit different? I don't know, like. Yeah, I, that's that's. I, I want to hear where Peter's going with this because he's. Yeah, I feel like sure. he's just set us up to look, make us look like dickies. So okay, you're both Peter. wrong. You're both wrong. <laughs> nah, I uh, I would say that eight yeah. I would take these to an event next weekend and expect to go four one. Yeah, um, for sure. I think I think they've got the amongst the really top armies. I think you're probably going to be on the back foot against a couple of them, 
but within the margin of error that player skill will t determine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's an auto loss against many of them. Uh, yeah, I, I would say they're an ATR army. For I, me. One of the big kickers is I think they've got the ability to kill these god tier characters. Mm -hmm. Stomping so hard. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's yes. not an auto loss. Yeah, you can you can yeah. you've got an out. Yeah. Yes, Archeon, Nagesh have fucking four up. Unless yeah. you switch off the ward save. Right? Yeah. Unless you switch off the ward save. Yeah, yeah. But these guys... But you won against the Gash. You, so the really you don't need to put that much output out there. Like, you can do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like it could fuck up a... Saves. Yeah, like, I feel like it could chase and fuck up a Fox Luminef army. If I'm thinking about armies that I'm aware of, like, that I have some familiarity with. But I feel like it loses to a techless army, for example. So I feel like it can fuck up with the, the move, shoot, move, tech, uh, Luminef. Mm -hmm. But if you check a techless in there, I feel like the turning off the ward says, for example, Peter, as you just mentioned, you, you're never getting that off because techless yeah, yeah, will just say fair. no. That's yeah. fair. Um, you're, saying and... high B? you're saying high B? Yeah. Why not? Whoops. Yeah. No, I, I think it's A. I'd say a little A. Oh, yeah, A. I'd say A. I'd say solid A. Solid A. But then you'll get like a Caradron army that will fuck it up, but then it'll come up against like Corn, it'll just stick on them. Or like a Slinish wow. army, you know, or like, and then maybe like you might get paired up against like a Skaven army that outranges it, that does like high damage and shit. It's it's really odd. It's, it is really odd. It is like, really like, odd. Like, I don't think it really dominates any matchup, you know. No. Maybe the Gargans, as you guys have been saying. I'm only saying that because you guys have told me that, so I'm just going to piggyback on that. But I think they're a top army. Yeah, I think it is pretty good into Stormcast, too. You reckon? Yeah, you ignore those good saves. Although Stormcast do have the ability to have a number of units on ward saves, which a bit Stormcast magic is crap. And he's got Night Encanter, then you might survive a turn or two. That's the thing. And that's why I think that's what top Stormcast list we have. But yeah. So some Crawl Boys, Crawl Boys list. Jesus, I fucked that up. Uh, Crawl Boys list, boys. What are we doing? After all the War Scrolls we talked about, the command traits, the spells, the rest of it, I have a, I have a, a sense of where we're going, but I'm not going uh, to hedge my bets because really I don't know anything about this army. So who wants, who wants to start us off with what sort of a list? I love yes, a class. Oh, no, you're the guest, mate. You're the guest, mate. Go hard. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Go on, Pete. You go. I'll have a crack. I've got a lot. There's a couple of different directions you might want to go. We did talk during the conversation about a double crock list. And the reason I like this one is because you can start off by banging away at long range. It's not going to be optimised because you haven't got all of the buffs on them and shooting at long range and this army is inherently inefficient. But you can start off by forcing the subject by having a bit of a crack at them. And then you switch to um, then you switch to melee, turn two, turn three. So the list that I've got here is big yellows, because for various reasons we've talked about that, even if you're going melee, it's just the others are not the way to go, in my opinion. Grand strategy sever the head, because you've got the tools to fucking smack someone upside to the head and then triumph if we get one and in this particular list we definitely will because we're going indomitable so my army is snatcher boss on sludrager generic Sla snatcher boss on sludrager generic 
315. Now the command trait that I've gone with here is the super sneaky, which is the redeploy. And I've gone for Morksai Pebble because we've got a bit of redundancy. We've got two of them. So you can stand to live without the amulet and just use the Morksai Pebble, which protects the fellas around you a little bit more. You don't need to protect your general as much. Yeah. Double Shammy, Choky Mist, Nasty Hex, the two most situational spells, the two most game-breaking spells. And then Battle Line, 20 Rippers, nine Bold Boys, three Bold Boys, three Bold Boys, and a unit of Shooters, the Gloom Spite Shooters. So the nine Manscure Bold Boys double reinforced, they are even at long range, doing a hell of a lot of damage. They are picking off what you need to pick off. The double... After that, I've just got a general list building principle. As soon as you've got one unit of nine, you go MSU because in big yellows, you're getting a reroll per unit. And off the war scroll, you're getting an extra shot per unit. So four shots with a reroll, four shots with a reroll, so much better than seven shots with one reroll. You've got eight shots with two rerolls. It's exponentially better when you've got the double bubble. What I'm doing with this army is. You're starting off bang, bang, bang. If you don't come to me, you're going to feel the pressure very quickly. And when you do come to me, bang, 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 double snatcher boss and the 20 gut rippers. You've got your cruel boys. Wah, smash, 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 fuck, 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 hard, hard, hard. You've got your triple bang in the in one combat phase. If they come to you, if you come to them, either way, you're hitting them on fives, you're double hitting them. You've got, look, it's, it's balanced. It's where I'm going to start off. It's where I'm going to begin with, and I'll probably evolve and develop from there. But I think it's probably it's probably the army that plays into the strength that we've talked about. It's probably, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's probably the most basic list that we've talked about. It's just um, it's just taking the it's taking what the book gives you and running with it. But I do think it's a it's a strong strong starting point for putting cruel boys on the table, doing what this book asks of you, without going down the Bolt Boys spam route, which I think we've got somewhat of a consensus that it's a fucking trap. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting off shooting them, you're switching to fucking kicking their teeth in. And I, I think that this is a list that will... If I was going to a tournament next weekend without having any games under my belt, I would be confident of going 4-1 with it. If I was pushing for the 5-0, I think there's probably tighter, tighter lists in the book. Yeah. But to fucking get out there and start swinging, swinging arms, I think this list will do you do you good. Yeah, I think it's really interesting with the um with the double snatcher boss because I think they're definitely efficient enough that you can run run two because they do have the output both in combat and and supporting wise. Really interested to see how a, how a double snatcher boss list will work. So which way are you going, Tubbs? You don't have the double croc? No. Nah. Nah. Where are you going? Uh so mine's a bit funky yeah we'll go. get there so i i want to call it like the, the cruel gambit or the tubs gambit <laughs> bro we, we need a cool name because that's all that anyone's gonna remember yeah so, yeah absolutely. so how about we go with a tried and tested name and just call it the les martin team uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i can text them to it so just kicked the wind out of you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, talk about your list. Ah, uh, so it's big yellows. Uh, obviously, it's pretty hard to say no to that. Uh, we have Gobsprack. We have a Snatcher Boss as General, just the generic guy. 
so he has can either have one or two mount traits, either Fastin or Smellian. Don't think there's much, much, much in there. Uh, his command trait is super sneaky. So the redeploy, we'll get to that later. We're really making the most of that ability. Uh, his artifact is the Amulet of Destiny. Then we have the Swamp Caller Shaman. Uh, his artifact is Mork's Eye Pebble. So the five up uh, damage shrug in the shooting phase. And his spell will just be uh, the Miasma spell. So move, move a monster if I want to. Uh, realistically, he's not going to be casting his spell. He's going to be throwing his buffs out because he's the only shaman, so he's going to be very fucking busy. Yep. Then we have 20 gut rippers, 20 gut rippers, six bolt boys, three bolt boys, three bolt boys, and 10 obgrots. Uh, now, we obviously have a battalion here to get the extra artifacts. So we have a command entourage on the three hero units, uh, and then uh, hunters of the heartlands. So uh, that, that'll go on the gut rippers and maybe the six bolt boys, whatever, spend the rest of it up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind the list is that it's high drop and it has a trap or has about 700 traps first turn mm-hmm. uh, that it wants to do. So essentially, against an army without heavy, heavy shooting, uh, what you want to do is you want to deploy the same most of the time, and that is with your shaman pretty much on the line uh, with either a unit of gut rippers or a unit of hobgrots either side with the potgrot just pointing out to the front. Uh, to the side of him, you want that six-man unit of bolt boys and gobsprack behind. So with your super sneaky command trait, what you want to do is you want to pick up one of these units of 20 gut rippers. Mm-hmm. You want to put it wholly within 12 of your swamp caller shaman who's on the line and wholly within 18 of gobsprack. <clears throat> now, importantly, you want to try and keep that six-man unit of bolt boys, at least one of them, uh, wholly within 12 of that unit as well. Can stretch them further back if you need be. Just means you need to roll a, high, a higher dice. So after you do that, your opponent has to make a choice. As long as he doesn't have a sh- heavy shooting army, this you can do this. Uh, if he does have a heavy shooting army, putting your 20-man unit of gut rippers up there is not the play. Uh, you swap it over and you throw your slitters there and you defend yourself instead. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to their turn, they have two choices. They have take the turn in case you pull off their screen, because if you pull off their screen, uh, you're going to put 20 gut rippers into the middle of the army, all buffed up uh, with the mortals on five ups. Uh, if you're zoomy enough, you might get the sludge raker up there. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. You get some shooting output. If they take the turn, that's where the real fun begins. Yeah. So if they take the turn, you obviously get to choose which dirty trick you want to play. Uh, all dependent on what their sort of output is. You can uh, keep your bolt boys safe. You can minus one to wound. It, you, you can really play it however you like. <clears throat> but it poses this threat that they take first turn, they move up. Your gut rippers are in charge range. They move up. You can choose to redeploy when it suits. But what you want to do is you want to redeploy with gobsprack. Uh, now you'll need a three up to pull your gut rippers back in Unleash Hell range, 
of the Bolt Boys, who in the first turn are hitting on twos, re-rolling dice. Uh, and now what do they do? Do they charge that unit, or do they leave your gut rippers in the centre of their up in the centre of their army in your full buff range? Do they just contest the objectives? Do they take the unleash hell? They're going to be minus one to hit. Maybe they're minus one to wound as well. Uh, I see this overcoming one of the big issues of gut rippers is that they're quite slow. By putting mm-hmm. a unit of gut rippers right in the centre of their guts to start off with, they need to come in and try and score these objectives. How they're going to approach this? Are they going to realise that you're going to take their screen off if they give you first turn? Are they going to realise that you're going to very, very reliably pull your gut rippers back and unleash hell range if you move up towards them. Once they move up there, are they going to realise that they just got stuck in a trap and leave their unit there? Can they screen that unit? Do they want to charge you? Do they notice now that you're in unleash hell range? There's so many things that you can set up on that first turn to trap someone into making a, a wrong choice just from the very get-go, just from the very outskirts of the game. And the best choice into that list is to leave the fucking unit alone. Maybe just screen it. If you have something to screen it with, maybe just screen it. <clears throat> but then that unit, which is very slow innately, but has a fuckload output, is right in the middle of your army, and you've taken first turn, so now they're on for the double. Now they can shoot that those screens off, get the double maybe, push through the guts of your army with that big fucking fighty unit of gut rippers. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of shit I'm into with this Cruel Boys army. You can pull some fucking shenanigans that gives people a lot of questions and sees what their actual answers are to them and sees if they actually know all the like opportunities that the army opens up for you. Barely any honorable, barely any honorable thing those two or three turns ahead. You know what I love about that, Tubbs, right? You've you've cooked up this fucking plot where you've you've got this flow chart through how if they're running this, this happens, if they run that happens. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking strong because I looked at this army and thought it really, really wants to be low drops. And most people I've been chatting with really strongly believe that it needs to be low drops. You come up with such a fucking strong vision of how this army plays without needing to dictate turn. um, Hats off to you, brother. Hats off to you. I think there's, you know, there's more than one way to play the army. And like, you can take the gambit to an even more extreme version yeah you can take a vulture boss you've got double unleash hell bigger units of gut rippers there's heaps of different directions you can take it but it just just shows like it's a very small range of models with some very unique rules that open up some very cool things that you can do and like Mm. the biggest things on the top tables a lot of the time is did they make a mistake did they make the correct choice how many questions did you give your opponent this list gives your opponent five questions from the get-go and mm. pretty much all of them are traps. I love it, man. Good on yeah. you. I love it. It's typical stupid fucking tubs list. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just say, you sure? Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, it's I'm literally playing. Yeah. yeah. You sure? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I'm happy either way, bro. It's all cool. <laughs> I'm comfortable either way, Sean. It's fine. Yeah. Classically, what you do. No Kragnos, though. No Kragnos. Nah, fuck. No way. Oh, Gets only. Uh, Peter, do you have another list, or do you have any other ideas or thoughts that you might want to share at this point in time? 
we'll not go. I do have another list. I, I feel a bit like not to put you on the spot or anything, mate, but just you uh, know, just... well, how do you follow that? I feel like a bit of a dick talking after that. My my other list is so get fucking it, shallow. Get out of it. <laughs> get out of it. No, my other list is so fucking shallow. Uh, look, I went the one drop route. I um I tried to fill up a um a battle regiment. Yeah, but one drop is still very powerful, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. got play. It's 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 not like going one drop's a negative thing because if you go one drop against like let's say for example a, a bully list a big you know four one five zero list a tech list luminef list they they never don't ever want to go first yeah and if if they know that you know if you guys dice off and you go deploy first you deploy one drop and they deploy one drop to get like sweating fucking bullets and it's how yeah. much pressure can you how Such much pressure can you apply list. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> We've all been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's there's so nothing wrong with one drops. It's still still a game within a game. You've got a slow Draker again, and it, look, it's funny though, isn't it? Like we're talking about the um, we're talking about the vulture, and how much we like him and how much he doesn't make it into lists. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but like about the slow Draker, the croc, he's um, he's got the four up shrug. He's got the Morkside Pebble to flex between the two because the Morkside Pebble is only once a game anyway. Yeah. They've got two Shammies, Choke and Miss, Nasty Hex, my two favourites. 20 Grotipers, 20 Grotipers. Nine Bull Boys, three Bull Boys, three Bull Boys, and a uh, Beast Skewer Kill Boy. So it's a one drop because the artillery piece fits into the one drop. And honestly, it's very largely the same strategy, except that you've got one... Sludraker Beast instead of two. He has got the four fob off so that you can keep him alive till the war turn. And then you've got um, two big blocks of 20 gut rubbers. Mm. I, w- I will say, I wrote this um, about 36 hours ago. Since then, Corey Pap's come back with his list, which is probably, it's very similar, but it's a little bit more refined. Yeah. I published it on my blog today. And what I would say is that he's got a, a little bit less shooting and he's got a little bit more chaff. So what he's done is, I think it probably makes it a bit more competitive. But he's, it's, it's a very similar principle, but he's tripped out um, a couple of the bull boys and he's put in some some grot, essentially. How many yeah. um how many wounds are your list coming out at? Like that one of mine was 146. This one's 141, yeah. Yeah. For so like, uh, 148. Yeah. Yeah. For having m- multiple monsters or a monster plus the yeah. bolt boys. Like you get a fucking lot of wounds in a list, <laughs> like especially into mortal wound output. Wounds is what you want, and the army has it. It's not hard to get. All the lists I've been running seem to be pretty big on wounds, eh? I think as long as you can keep battle shock from fucking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is the, that is yeah. the hardest part. Yeah. So, what do you think is the key to winning for a crew crawl boys list, though? If that makes sense, it's a real loaded question because. You know, how do you win any game of Age of Sigma? But is there, is, there, is there any combo that has I, to go off? Is there any matchup that you have to see? Is there any mission that you don't ha- like that you have to avoid? I think the biggest hamstring of the Cruel Boys army is the threat ranges on the units with output. Yeah, it's so close. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you've obviously got five inch move infantry with great output, and your good shooting output is 15 inches. I don't Plus. think you'll win a lot of games with this army if you're not living the life. I think you need to be living the life. I think you need to be playing competitive Age of Sigmar multiple games every week. 
you need it because I think you just need to know so much about what your opponent's army does. Because I think you need to be one and a half turns ahead of them. And if you don't know what their army does in detail, including the ranges, including what hero does what, I think you're just setting yourself up for failure, right? Yeah. So you need like a superior awareness of what's how the game could unfold is kind of what I'm hearing. I think you need reps, I think, is what yeah. he's saying as well. Is you just need reps. Like but, the But do you do heavy of, reps at a low number or do you do high reps at a, a lower weight number? So how do you um, how do you work out? Normally like two twenty five for um okay, for eight, okay, and then I move up to like maybe two seventy five for for three. Um we're talking about pounds, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not kilos, obviously. That'd be ridiculous. Okay, Chuck Moore. <laughs> Post on Twitter. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any? <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say something. Um. Okay, Pete. Do you have anything to add to? You what, know, I add to, to this, what I would add to this. What I would add to this. What I would add to this. Right. Every dickhead likes to claim their army is fucking. This is the army of geniuses, and yeah. I'm only doing it because I'm a genius, right? How many times have you gone on the Twitter and you see some fucking knobhead running Lumineth and they say it's a high skill ceiling army and then they deploy 100 Sentinels and go brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
good value on the most part for what they do. And I feel like everything else starts at quite a high price point considering how fragile it is as well. Like the output is definitely there, but there's not a lot to protect the army um, outside of the, the, is it the pebble? The the artifact that you guys have spoken about in the shoot phase? Yeah, and yeah. So and then you guys, I noticed that you guys had taken the pebbles and so on in your list, so. Yeah, yeah the pebble I think yeah. is just a really good meta pick at the moment. Do you think it takes an alpha any good? Uh, yes, because the ability to make someone minus one to wound and minus one to hit, mm-hmm. as well as popping a pebble for a five up after save, I think you take it alpha really well, actually. Like a it's, combat alpha? Or? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, could, you, Com- you would never build a list that doesn't have at least one big screen in it. Yeah. A, a combat army crashing into you is going to be minus one to hit, minus one to wound, and get an unleash hell. See, when, when Giants first came out, I said I'll beat these guys 10 times out of 10 because I play Orcs, I play Ogres, and I will swamp and annihilate. Like They, they don't have an answer to what I can do to them. And I would feel the same against a combat alpha into this army. Like I will beat a combat alpha with this army 10 times out of 10. Mm. I'll tell you now, 10 times out of 10. No, I agree. Cool. I think Stephanie loves it. Cool, cool, cool. So we've covered one third of the book now. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up to four hours recording. So who who's got an um, Iron Jaws list? Or and this this will lack context to our listeners because we obviously haven't spoke about it. But um, maybe try summarize it as you talk about it. Top of your yeah. head, overall. We can. Um, I've got I've got an Iron Jaws list. It's a very basic pitch, but. I think, honestly, the army just—that's how it grabs me. As a, yeah, as a, it does one thing, so make it do it. It punches um, you hard in the really face. Well, yeah. Was it Mike Tyson that says everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I feel like, off my basic bitch skin, that's what it does. It comes at you super fast and it hits you. Anyway, Tubby. Uh, so it's about. a, it's a four drop. I draws this. Uh, what's the Gore Grunter subfaction called? Do you know? Blood Tooths? Sweet. So it's a Blood Tooths four drop list. Uh, has two Mega Bosses or more Crusher and two War Chanters. So uh, obviously three of those are in a command entourage. So I get two artifacts. And then the rest of it is all in a battle regiment. Uh, then I have three units of Gore Grunters and two units of five Brutes. So four drops exactly, all just squeezes in there. <clears throat> it's just an alpha. It's an alpha army. Uh, one of the mega bosses has the Gore Hacker and Chopper, so the nine attack weapon. Uh, command trait mega bossy, so I can do double mighty destroyers, double, triple, six mighty destroyers from the two, two mega bosses. Uh, and then the artifact is Destroyer. So once we game, plus three damage on his melee weapon to get pretty fucking silly. Uh, and mount trait Fasten. So I can get this model wherever the fuck I want this model if I really want to. Uh, then the other mega boss is Chopper and Rip Fist. So he has a three up save instead of a four plus save. And then the Amulet of Destiny. So two very de- clearly defined roles. Amulet of Destiny, what does that do? It's actually a five-up ward save. I don't know if you've heard about it. <laughs> Does that come out with that all-out defense ability that I've heard of? 
<laughs> couples very well with it. If you look at the uh, William <laughs> community articles, you might see a couple things that you might be able to teach you how to use it. Oh, those poor lads. They were doing the best they could. Yeah. Um, so essentially what this list does is uh, you can Mighty Destroyers with one Megaboss, uh, which will let the Megaboss move and some Gore Grunters move. And then because of the command trait on the other mega boss, uh, you can let him move and small gore grunters, war chanters, brutes, whatever the fuck you want, move. Idea is that you go up, slap your mega boss in there, slap your pigs in there, kill where the fuck's in your way. When you finish your combat phase, you can charge again with the gore grunters. So uh, <clears throat> you protect your mega bosses or more crushes with your Gore Grunters charging back through uh, through the army to tie the units up. Pretty basic bitch, but hey man, it ties someone's army in their backboard and has a living fucking shitload of damage. Um, the more, more Crusher with the um, artifact, so the guy riding the more Crusher uh, has nine attacks doing six damage each if you slap him with the board chanter. So that's 54 damage from the rider. And then the dragons are eight attacks. Is it Pete? You might know better than me. Uh, and they'll go to four damage. So 32, 54, uh, 86 damage potential on that unit, which is pretty fucking ridiculous. Pop the iron draws, and everything goes plus one rend. So rend three on the mount and rend two on the rider it is a lot of fucking damage this so unit, damage. this just kills gargants like <laughs> dead done yeah. dead because no that's what i'm stressing over right i'm fucking in blind panic against stormcast how does that army go against stormcast no idea <laughs> no, no idea oh how does it go <laughs> Well, how much what? range you got is really it. Like, uh, so, so and then the, how much mortal, mortal wound output do you have in, in addition to that? Zero, zero mortal wound. A lot of zero, zero mortal wound. So uh, it doesn't do mortal wounds on the charge anymore. The oh, gore grunters kind of do. Uh, I really, down. I really don't like what they did with the more crushes and the stomp ability. I mean, to be fair, at, at that point when you're you put, you know, you said 84 damage or whatever it was. 86, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all you really need is. Um, it's almost a way to die. So even if I have a two plus saves, so you know, given pluses to save, and you have rent two, I'm still seven on fours. However, if I fail, at, you know, especially on on the boss on top, if I'm failing a single save, that's like three dudes six, dead. It's six yeah. Damage, yeah, yeah. So it's like I think you're still killing a unit pretty easily a turn, depending yeah. on how big you make him. Um, I wouldn't be looking. I wouldn't be trying to put my heat second missile into a unit of Vindictus, so I'd be looking to tag something a bit more sexy than that. Um, although if you can combo charge, there's obviously going to be nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, that's... um, It's... I mean, like, do you have the Stormcast with Gardas? Are you going to Hello Knights and everyone's got, like, a, a five-up ward in addition to their regular save? Nothing. It might, it might it's not going to be faster than it, because It'll be a Stormkeep army, so it won't be as fast. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see it practice. Mega boss, like it does. That does so much damage. That's just eighty-six damage. That depends on how 
much of microwave my dice that day to be honest <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not it's <laughs> yeah. not helping you <laughs> uh, like, it's more than double the most output monster in the game yeah so there's no there's no more reroll ones which is the big kicker because it, again as i've already said every time i fail say i'm losing like three dudes so yeah. but it, so sorry peter the, the answer is i don't actually know we'll have to see I'm pretty sure he, he still wins, to be fair, because I feel like the raw number output and the variable of just failing one to two saves is just gonna is gonna outright win more than me making ten free ups. So you're looking uh, multiple ten blocks of vindictas. Is that not why you're going at the moment? Probably not, to be honest. Okay. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of points. Like maybe one, maybe. Okay. But to be honest, Stormcast more thrives in my mind on MSU um, nice. and I want to go with the command trait, I mean not the command trait the battle tactic where you have more units than your opponent because a lot of my Stormcast armies have like yeah a lot of my Stormcast armies have like 14 units in it and that's really high compared to a lot of other guys a lot of other, a lot of other armies and then people have to split damage and people lose their mind when they split damage, they overcommit, they undercommit it's you know it's all it's all very good in my in my eyes at least. So um, yeah, I no, I don't think I'm like yeah, I'll kill a mega boss, but I think if it, whatever it charges is going to kill. To it's be quite frank. Yeah, that, yeah. And the turn is just up, you die. And then if you've got Gorgrunters coming in doing mortals as well as support, and you've got another mega, uh, you've got another more crusher just sitting in the back line to propel forward. Yeah, it's not going to be as fighty, but it's still a threat piece. It's dangling over my head. It's and you're faster than me because you're a very mobile army that you've just listed out. Um, maybe win in the late game, but it would be interesting. It's really how quickly can you kill that mega boss before he inflicts too much damage on your army and you could probably quite easily call it after two turns but yeah we'll see um i know i i know we said we weren't going to get into these but the mega boss has obviously been a massively hot topic amongst the destruction and wider twitter community because mainly from what i've seen the four up save it's oh, have you seen the have you seen the book though no no, yeah. no, no. that all changed mate that all changed so you can pick a different weapon loadout and you go back to a three-up save. So really you just gain two wounds. Yeah. So it was okay. a massive cool. fucking jerk of the fucking reins, unsurprisingly. Yeah, um, okay. yeah no, it, was, it was a fucking storm and a teacup. It was a storm yeah. and a teacup. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yes. fucking stressed. But yeah, yes. it, it, yeah, it didn't matter. So yeah, good for his points, where it matters, where it matters. Fantastic. Not that it really matters, not that it really matters, but where it matters is that... Um, all mega bosses went to, on more crushes went to four up save base save you could load out the generic one to get him back down with three up save which everyone does the problem is that gordrak is on a four up save with no way to improve that yeah other than AAD, and he's got no after wound save eh? uh, yeah gordrak's dead it, in the water does he does he fucking combat does he slip oh yeah but he always did he's just yeah you just wouldn't take him over a generic yeah, uh, there's no reason. Not when you can load out one to do have six damage attacks. Like if you want to go to a four up save, like I did in that list, you take nine attacks. It's six damage a piece. You don't take Godrak's. Godrak got loaded of round one, and his workaround is that he does mortal wounds. But yeah, yeah, you just if you just want to build him for DPS, 
There's a bit of waste of time. But you don't, you just build for free up save. Yeah, I mean, like quite simply, do you know what's better than having a free up save? It's killing all your opponent's shit before they can kill mm. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so pretty it's, it's much higher, it's it's higher output. He doesn't have the DPS that the generic does, and he doesn't have the save that the generic does. He's just worse. Like, yeah. so, so you wouldn't take him, just quick summary, you wouldn't take him at all? Quick, quick summary, I wouldn't take him at all. You might yeah. want to build an edge case list where you, because um, on his war scroll, he has an ability. You know that whole thing where mega bosses issue a command ability to three angels units? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the same thing, but to three units oh okay so it's generic units now yeah so like yeah. if you're trying to build a big war if you're you know blah 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 um you might find an edge case where he is better for what you're trying to do yeah realistically competitively no you wouldn't run him just but he's, he's probably still like a 500 point tax i'm guessing in that sense in this thing what is he yeah you wouldn't run him well yeah. what, you, what you would try to do is do triple overwatch right if you wanted to live the dream you'd have yeah old Grots, 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 grots. Shooty boys, shooty boys, shooty boys, shooty boys. He spends yeah. lots of pain to do triple overwatch, but I mean, is it going to be better than doing the same thing with the croc boss nearby? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Nah, okay. Okay, then. Sorry for that side tension. Peter, you hit a bone splitter's army. I've got a bone splitter's army. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he said that. So. Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start it? No, let's assume that there's a bit of water under the bridge, right? So Bone Splitters have, in the first book, had a wonderful, wonderful artifact called the Wergog Mask. And that is something that is modeled onto the model, which is to say that every Wergog Prophet has a Wergog Mask. Now, where it gets spicy, where it gets exciting, is that you had a once a game ability that he looks at a opponent funny and oh, that's right, he kills him. Does day three mortal wounds. Yeah. And you can choose to keep staring or you can choose to look away. And if you keep staring, you roll a dice and on a three up, you keep doing mortal wounds. And it kept going until you rolled a one or a two and then you are slain. It changed in this book and it got better, a lot better. You, uh, you don't do the automatic day three mortal wounds the first turn, but you stare at him. You roll a dice, and on a three up, they take D3 mortal wounds. On a one or a two, you take D6. Not to be sniffed at. However, this fella has a seven wound wound characteristic, so he's relatively safe in a six up shrug. You can give him an artifact that makes it a four up shrug, so even better. So you're probably going, well, you're definitely going to get at least two chances to stare at him. Probably three, maybe four. And it's a game of chicken, right? That's what it is. It's a game of chicken. You keep staring until someone dies. And um, I had some good stories out of this in first ed. And I've already had some good stories out of this since the book came out this time last week. <laughs> Honestly, man, it is the best mini game in Warhammer. It's a fucking, it's a test of cojones. All right. You keep staring at them until one of you fucking dies. And I tell you what, it ain't gonna be me who looks away first. I'll tell you <laughs> that now. I'll tell you that now. There's a, I, I, you know, I put this up on the blog. There was a bit of chat about it, and um, one of the fellas, Will, I, uh, I had a bet with him. I said, if you, if you take this to a two dare, 
I will give you a packet of Tim Tams mailed anywhere in the world, plus one packet per game you win. And he's around six Wergogs, right? He's That's running this Wergog list. So he's got infinite mortal wounds times six. Because if you keep rolling those fucking three ups, you will keep staring at them and they will keep fucking dying. So that's the that's the little game that we're playing here. Now, now, I've been fucking hacking and soaring. I'll put this up on Twitter, but we've all been there uh, in the Bone Splitters chat. We've been hacking away at our models and making little wergogs. But the it's only 12 inch range, so they have to walk into your fucking spider's lair. But it's still a bit of fun, right? They have to walk into your spider's lair. And then you start rolling those dice and you fucking stare at them. And if you look at them funny, they'll fucking panic before you will, I tell you. But the uh, the list I've got is the Savage Big Boss, three Wergod Prophets. I normally run four, but we're trying to be semi-competitive here. Battle line is five Boar Boys, four times five Boar Boar Maniacs, five, 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 five. And then four Big Stabbers, four Big Stabbers, four Big Stabbers. It's a sad reality that Big Stabbers have lost a lot of their character in this yeah. monster hunting edition that they don't have their bonus against monsters. But it's still a fucking... It's a bunch of dudes with 10 points of wound, rend 2, damage 2. They're not shit, like. You can have a go. The Savage Big Boss, the reason that we're taking him is because it's a generic... Well, it's a command trait for him that he can take Great Hunter, which is to say that the pre-game move, the 5-inch pre-game move, becomes an 8-inch pre-game move. And that plays into your game plan of getting up the board, getting in front of the objective, zoning people off with an onion ring of dickheads, and then fucking counterpunch like an absolute legend. So, the word god prophet. Let's have a little pro poll. Tubbs. Yes. Tubbs. My first game that I played with this army, I had four word god prophets. How much damage do you think I did? What? I played, I'll played. i tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a clue. I played against an Iron Jaws army. What do you think I killed? Okay, okay. I reckon you killed a cabbage, 20 wounds worth of pinks, and a unit of brutes. And a war chanter. I love your spunk. I love your spunk. <laughs> that had to come up into fucking kill range, right? I'll tell you what I killed. I killed one pig. One more pig and one odd boy. That was, oh, that was, no, that was 600 points of my army. Four fucking, <laughs> four workout prophets committed suicide by mass. Did they all kill themselves? They did. They all killed themselves. All four fucking workout prophets killed themselves. And they killed two fucking pigs and the fucking cunt of an odd boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I knew that when I ran the army. If you're good to run one splitters, I think that's the spirit you've got to have. Yeah. I think they're a competitive army. If you try to run them competitively, you're going to fucking run into hard time pretty quickly. But if you're willing to embrace the insanity, if you're willing to have a bit of fun, I think they're a great one-day army, a great army to play with your mates. And I've heard other stories where people have killed fucking, fucking mega gargants and one-shotted multiple stone horns and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. They've got better dice than me. <laughs> but yeah, look, honestly, if if I if I was going to run this army competitively, and even running it for fun, like multiple work on profits, shit, man, that's going to give you stories. Yeah, yeah, that's a great beer and pretzels army. In all honesty, just take ball boys. You don't have to move around heaps of guys. Some wergogs and some stabby lads. 
just fucking go to town. Oh, right. Yeah. It's it's also going to give your opponents fits when you rock up to them and say, and it's going to depend if they're played against it or not. And they're going to be like, I'm going to stare down Teclas, I'm going to stare down Nagash, I'm going to stare down Archeon. You know, I don't care about your saves, but I'm going to stare them down and it's going to be amazing. And then you you make eye contact at the table and they're going to be yeah. like, oh, this is fucking awkward. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, so looking at me coming. and you're like, no, no, it's happening. It just roll. You know, I'm, I'm not even looking at the dice. I'm and everyone's head, you're just going to roll this fucking string of three. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to completely, it's going to, as we've spoken about before, it's going to make your opponents make some funky decisions. Although, to be fair, it's probably not going to do a whole lot, but, you know. But it could. And it, it has. Yeah. It, yeah it I mean, my daughter have got this wee hobby project. I'm going to make a little Wurgog mask on a stick for me to uh, to take to events. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's so good. It's 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 fantastically excellent that's that's very good um what do you what do you what, what, you, what you should do though you should you should put a you should make a mask of shame as well yeah <laughs> and, and give it to your opponents that have lost something so just yeah. come with your like your sort of you know to be toxic to your alpha mask your war your war mask and then your shame mask and chuck your shame mask on everyone who's lost something yeah no matter no matter how big or small you know, make a make a bargain before the start of the game, and um, you'll probably win best sports from it. You know, so yeah. Like Sorry, that. Toby, you were saying something. Re- realistically, if you took bone splitters to a two-day tournament, what do you think you could go? Like, what's a three, realistic three, expectation? Three, 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 yeah. yeah. Under the old book, I went four-one with them more than enough times. Mm-hmm. I think they dropped a win. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I honestly I don't think any. I think very little armies aren't three two armies. I think pretty much every army can go three two, but mm. it all, all all comes down to the player a lot of the time when it comes to that sort of bracket. Getting this past is, that is when you need a a, a good book yeah. or an exceptional player. No, if you, if you know what you're doing, you should go at least three two. Yeah. 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 There's a whole army of six up save. Yeah, pretty much. I'm Five just going up save on a couple of them. I'm just going through the scrolls and it's just. Six up, six up, five up, six up. Do they still have like their after damage save from like their yes, war paints? The six up shrug. Yes, they do. Yep. Okay. But even then, it just seems, I don't know. Yeah, I think on the board, eh? Yeah, like I know, I know Bone Spurs have been talked about on the internet and on Twitter how they got kicked in the teeth and the rest of it. Oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it appears that from my very small skim of them it appears to be the same and by the way you guys are talking about them as well it doesn't seem like you know competitively at least that's yeah. that's where you're going Look, I, I love this fucking army and if i want to run it and i do want to run it and i will run it i couldn't run it at two days in good conscience like yeah there's no counting rocks i'm fucking happy that's all that i'm <laughs> that's, that's there's no, I'm going to roll four buckets of dice and take seven hours to do it and time out at the bottom of turn one. I'm like, sweet, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. No, we've got different armies for that these days. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate slow players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so 
we didn't get into the Iron Jaws and the Walklands as much as we wanted to, but we are kicking on a bit late. I do think we've done a comprehensive Crawlways check, and we can definitely come back and talk about the Iron Jaws. We'll just edit it and call it a Cruel Boys review. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more or less what I'll do. I'll yeah. get that in post, whatever the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> we'll go from there. Any any lasting thoughts you want to leave the listeners, guys, that have held on for four hours and fifteen minutes, or do we just do we just want to leave it there? What what do you think? Any more shout outs? Any more whatever? The stage is yours, my friends. Shout out you, Pete. You've done a fucking fantastic effort. You took over from from Sean there at the start, even. <laughs> I just want to say a shout out to Australians because you fellas are fucking piking it. I've drunk 12 beers and I would keep going if you guys weren't such fucking wimps. <laughs> you told me you had one more beer. Yeah, I'm still fucking drinking it. <laughs> I keep going when we get out of the whiskey. Yeah, I've got I've got a box of homebrew sitting next to me and it's um. Yeah, that's what I thought. Shout out Australia. It's at least like 18.750 mils, but whatever. Uh, yeah, shout out Australia. No, Australia's cool, man. Like, I do love playing Warhammer there, and I do like the people there, and I do enjoy the company, and I talk to them often. So, Come yeah. We'll make you welcome. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort that out. You know, this pandemic is obviously just... Obviously, like, as we spoke about pandemic. before, it's, it's, it's fucked everything. What did I say? No, it's... Uh, the pandemic is a pandemic. That's a fucking cut. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, it's so it's, 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 yeah, it's fucked everything up. But we will definitely be back in Australia at some point. And we also help, hope to welcome all our Australian, you know, bros and ladies back to New Zealand. Well, to New Zealand for the first time at some point. We do for a fucking call event when we can get it up and running. That is, uh, cost is an issue and the rest of it. But we'll talk about that later. So, I just want to say a massive thank you to Peter. Obviously, coming on, carrying this show, at least on my behalf, at least. You took over and did extremely well, and you're welcome on any time uh, quickly. Plastic crack is where you go, and it is spelt how again, Peter? It's not the actual crack. It's you know what? You need to be careful and invite me in the show any time, because I'll fucking turn up. <laughs> I will fucking turn up. <laughs> Friday nights. Friday nights, I am... Um... I am sitting at this table getting shit-faced, and if you invite me back on, I will be back on, all right? To be fair, Peter, if, if that happens, we might have a regular release schedule. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I've not seen it. And then at some point we might graduate to, um, what do they call them? Quarterly? <laughs> no, not even. Oh, no, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about monetizing it, you know. Um, what's it called? Patreon and all that sort of <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. This is not ever going to happen. You don't want to pay for this shit. Nobody wants to see his pants. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe we can get some webcams so we can all see each other. Just fucking, you know. It, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, anyway, that's that's enough for us. <laughs> that is enough for us. Peter, thank you very much for coming on. Hey, we've had a good night, Hamlet. We've had a good night. Absolutely. I've, I've enjoyed this immensely and I've learned far more about a lesser army that I never would have learned otherwise. A lesser so. army, you cheeky cunt. Get <laughs> <laughs> of this guy. That's all right. I'll slap him around for you, Pete. Don't worry. Good lad. Good lad. Bobby, thank you for coming on and being the Evie City co-host. And to you, you, you listeners, we'll be back in your motherfucking ears as soon as we figure out a topic to talk about. 
hopefully not peasant green skins. We'll see you later. Cheers, guys. Later. Yes. Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit, the real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit, the bitly is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get, I do not store powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish, I roll with some fiends, I love them to death, I got a few mil, but not all of them rich, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke, what good is first class if my niggas can't sit, that's my next mission, that's why I can't quit Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips Just put the rollie right back on my wrist This watch came from Drizzy, he gave me a gift Back when the rap game was praying like this To act like two legends cannot coexist But I never beef with a nigga for nothing If I smoke a rapper, it's gon' be legit It won't be for clout, it won't be for fame It won't be cause my shit ain't selling the same It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers It won't be cause some niggas slid in my lane Everything grows, it's destined to change I love you little niggas, I'm glad that you came I hope that you scrape every dollar you came I hope you know money won't erase the pain To the OGs, I'm thanking you now Was watching you when you was paving the ground I copied your cadence, I mirrored your style I studied the grace, I'm the greatest right now Fuck if you feel me, you ain't got a choice I ain't do no promo, still made all that noise This shit gon' be different, I set my intentions I promise to slap all that hate out your voice Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit. The game is off balance, I'm back on my shit. The billy is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick. I just poured something in my cup. I've been wanting something I can feel. Promise I am never letting up. Money in your phone will make you real Put it is on their neck, I got them stuck I'ma give them something they can feel If it ain't about to swat, don't give a fuck Pistol in your hand, don't I'm make dead in the real. middle of two generations I'm little bro and big bro all at once Just left the lab with your 21 Savage I'm about to go on me, jigger for lunch Had a long talk with the young nigga Kodak Reminded me of young niggas from Ville Straight out the project, no faking, just honest I wish that he had more guidance for real Too many niggas in cycle of jail Spending their birthdays inside of a cell We coming from a long bloodline of trauma We raised by our mamas, Lord, we gotta heal We hurting our sisters, the babies as well We killing our brothers, they poison the well Distorted self-image, we set up the I'ma make sure that the real gon' prevail, nigga I just poured something in my cup I've been wanting something I can feel Promise I am never letting up Money in your palm don't make you real Put it on a neck, I got them stuck I'ma give them something they can feel it ain't about to swat, don't give a fuck Pistol in your hand, don't make you real